I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a podcast where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men ever and talk about it. And we've finally reached the episode where we watch a live action adaptation of the X-Men. And it's the first one that was ever made is in it? the year 2000. I don't think it actually is. Technically, so. it's not the first yeah. movie. I, I think technically the Generation X pilot that was uh, on TV a few years beforehand was the first movie. Yeah, I feel like we said we were going to watch that. But you know what? We don't do this show in order. We just no, watch, we'll watch things it eventually. when we feel like it. And Jubilee's in it. That's all that matters. Do whatever Oh, and we Emma want. Frost. Hello. Emma Frost is not in this version. But we have a very special guest. This is the first time we've had a guest on this show. Wait, we do? Who is it? Uh, it's not Hugh Jackman. Well, I'm so. disappointed. That sucks. But why'd you um, even build me up for that? Like, <laughs> it's Mary Ellen. It's almost as great. It's the next Hugh best Jackman. thing to Hugh Jackman. If I knew how to do like an Australian accent, I'd come on and be like, "Crikey!" Pretend to be Hugh Jackman. But... Well, you could do your hair up like his sometimes. Yeah, more oh. so now than ever. That's true. I've got a lot to work with these days. There's sometimes when Mary Ellen's hair grows out like a certain amount. She kind of looks like Hugh Jackman in the first X-Men 2000 movie, mm-hmm. but it's like, like Which we all just pointed. watched. Not that hairy. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. not saying your whole body. I'm not like you're covered in hair. I'm saying just that, your, the Ryan, top of your Ryan, that's private. Hair. I confided that to you in confidence. Oh, now shit. You're, now you're talking about my hairy Hugh Jackman body. <laughs> anyway, the reason Mary Ellen Sometimes is Sometimes I get confused. Is because Mary Ellen appears on a different podcast with me that's also at Atomic Blue Productions, and it's called Let's Watch Two Movies, and it's a show Mm. where we review movies, and here at this show, we just review X-Men related media, so this is like a crossover episode, and yes. if you're coming here from Let's Watch Two Movies, then welcome to an X-Men show. And if you are only a fan of our X-Men show and you don't know what Let's Watch Two Movies is, then I hope you'll check it out after this. But anyway, we all three watched the X-Men movie and Mm. we're going to tell you about it. All about it. And today's episode is called The Mutant Ages Let's Watch One Movie. (laughs) It's just, oh my God. I don't have quite the the tome of knowledge of right. the X-Men universe or the emotional attachment to it that you guys have. But yeah. what you um, do know is, you know cinematography like really well. No, and I don't. I, I don't. feel like you do. I've listened to how many of your episodes? Bef- okay, I've known you before you were recording episodes and you understand how movies work. So. I can be like, that looks great. That's I have a question much- for you, actually, because I don't know oh. the answer to this. Okay. I have a question for Mary Ellen because it was never yes. clear to me. Yes, Ryan. Mary Ellen, go. are you there? Hello. <laughs> oh my God. I'm calling in. No, no. So, have you actually seen the first X Men film before you watched it yesterday? Oh yeah, yeah. And I'd I'd uh, seen it like I came to it after because I was ten when it mm-hmm. came out. Jesus um, Christ! <laughs> because I'm younger than you guys. Slightly. Yeah. Um, and, but I, I ended up watching it for the first time, like on TV, I think like a couple of years later when I was a teenager. Um, so I, and I really liked it and, and it's been in, you know, my kind of 
realm of, of media um, for a while now. And, you know, I enjoyed it. And so I've seen it a bunch of times. Like, I feel like every time it's on TV, I'll kind of throw it on and stuff. Um, but I hadn't seen it for a little bit uh, before rewatching it yesterday. Yeah, I hadn't seen it for a little bit either before rewatching mm-hmm. it. But I had seen it so many times before that that yeah. even rewatching it, I was like, wow, I still remember like word for word a lot of these scenes. yeah i'm not at that level (laughs) there was definitely marilyn mary ellen you didn't experience this but there was definitely times where maddie and i and her friend katie who's on the podcast i do warcraft valley she the three of us how many podcasts do you have too many but we would sit around like when we were teenagers and like we would watch this movie while we did other things like yeah daily (laughs) the other thing that we used to do that is just inextricably linked to this film for me is that we would just talk to each other on AIM, AOL Instant Messenger, and we would oh send each God. other photos and sound clips from this film. Oh and we God. had like a lot of really specific Dude. like wave files of specific lines from the movie. Wow. And every time one of those lines came up, I would instantly be transported back. And I can like tell you what each of those lines were. Wow. One of them I... was Jean Grey saying, actually, I'm telekinetic. One of them was... <laughs> Wolverine saying you're a dick one of them was this is a big round room like with just every time somebody said one of those I was like oh my god we had a wave file of that and we that's amazing we would just send it as applicable or as not applicable in the middle of a conversation to each other so which birthday was it Maddie that I made you like a wave file song it was like Rob Zombie's Living Dead Girl but then I like spliced in like clips of the X Men talking. Gray yeah, it was like, and Jean you were Gray. like, "Get it? It's like a dark Phoenix version of this Rob Zombie song." Guys, remember when you could just put wave files into an MP3 and put it on a, a CD for your friend, and it would be terrible, but <laughs> like a cool remix. AIM. AIM is dead. It died so, the other day. I don't know why I said that anecdote, but I guess I was trying to make the point that this movie. I guess I'm a little biased in its favor. Like I don't, I don't really like have a way well, to analyze yeah. this it movie. It stopped becoming a movie for you, and yeah. is, is more a part of your psyche. Yeah, like, or just like a, a thing in my life that was so. And I feel like before we even saw this movie, I I did the math. This movie came out like pretty shortly after my 14th birthday. Oh but, okay. And Ryan and I met when I was like 12. So. But I feel like by the time I saw this movie, I was already like deeply familiar with the X-Men just mm. across the board because I feel like you can't know teenage Ryan Pagello without also <laughs> being imbued with like every possible X-Men fact. And so Pokemon. like by the time we saw the movie, I feel like I was already familiar with everything in it, which is weird. And mm. I don't, I, it's hard for me to like separate those memories out and be like, when did I start liking the X-Men? Because I mm. don't, I feel like the timeline doesn't really make sense. I don't I know. Whereas for people... me, oh sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Whereas for me, this movie was my introduction to X Men. Yeah, as a that's concept. exactly what I was gonna say. It's like I think a lot of people got people into like the X Men before. <laughs> well, I think there were like comic book nerds like us that already knew it, but I think it became like more mainstream because of this movie. And, and actually, this is this is a good segue here because the, I want to talk a little bit like how the production of this movie came about because. This movie like launched all superhero films. Yeah, there had been superhero films. In the yeah, past there was like some Superman, unexist- some Batman's, but yeah, and those were those were like pretty successful. But there were like at least two Captain America movies that were terrible and like didn't make it anywhere. And there was all the Hulk shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that and, was like, later. I mean, do you mean like the TV show, like the old Hulk stuff? No, they had well, they had some spinoff movies. 
I mean, they just really hadn't hit like a superhero genre. Like we wouldn't, this is the irony here is that we don't have the mutants in the MCU, but like without this X-Men film, there mm. would be no Avengers films because it was yeah. the X-Men film that made it possible to have superhero films. Cause people were like, we don't want to watch this. And so they use the X-Men to kind of create a tangible story, which is kind of like why it's such a serious film and not really like well, as yeah, I mean, goofy it's like or weird as the X-Men universe. That had been done. I mean, like we have watched that old Superman movie like a million times together and we love it because it's like goofy. Yeah, but... it's like Superman sitting on a table and they like green, green screen him off of it. So he's just like flying, but you can clearly see it's that he's like sitting on a realistic. chair. It's very realistic. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, <laughs> um, this movie, like the CGI is not great or anything, but I feel like for 2000, there are so many things about this movie that look really good and... It, I don't know. Pacing they wise, had like, like a tiny budget. There's like so many scenes in this when I was watching it again. I was like, I see wires literally everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like they didn't even they like try to remove good them. Job of like making a serious superhero movie, and that wasn't really something that anybody had tried to do. Like yeah, it, before they were like superheroes are for kids, and for this movie they were like, what if superheroes were like a serious metaphor for marginalized people and like mm. an actual adaptation of the marvel yeah. comics that were trying to make the x-men a well metaphor. also the 90s series were had just been the like cartoons. wildly successful so they this was supposed to be like a live action version of that but since the script changed so drastically like right before they filmed it like like there are characters in this that aren't supposed to to be there and some of that like we're taking out like beast was supposed to do like a lot of the gene gray scenes in this but they yeah. cut it because he was like too the prosthetics I would think it cost would be too, too expensive for them to do yeah. Beast. and they also had nightcrawler and pyro and gambit had a Again, cameo too expensive yeah jubilee was in there and i had read something somewhere that i guess natalie portman was up for that role and then since she didn't take it they already had anna paquin and they're like well, we'll just swap around the rogue stuff and make her it is so weird, by the way, that like Anna Paquin, who's like a Canadian actress, is doing a bad Southern accent. It's so bad. Like it's why? like really bad. She's all I don't like, know. which anyway. apparently was her preparation for further bad accent work in that vampire <laughs> show. That she yeah. didn't, doesn't she have like a notoriously terrible act, like Bale or? Yeah, I mean, she's just been doomed to do bad Southern accents yeah. as like an adorable ingenue for her entire career. And I don't know yeah. how this happened to her. Like we she cursed her she, in some way. She was in that one movie, Fly Away Home, uh, with the ducks. She was like a child actress. She's been yeah. in like a bunch of stuff. Is that was, that she was a very got, like, moving an, film. She got some sort of like Academy Award for that, right? For the duck one. No, that was for a different one. Not no ducks. That was like some adaptation <laughs> of a something. It was like a period piece. That's because the ducks won the award, not Anna yeah. Paquin. The, yeah. the ducks won best actress that year. Um, it was it, <laughs> it was a real like upset. A pretty big deal for that yeah. generation of ducks. Anyway, um, I will say too, you guys are talking about kind of like how the technological limitations of the time kind of impacted the story. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting to go back and see, like, okay, what did a superhero movie look like, and what did they have to do with it? Um, given the limitations they had at the time i think um, and i i think it ends up being much more like character based rather than like action yeah. piece based which is really interesting i thought that too and i also thought that i kind of liked the effects more in this than i do in any of the avengers films <laughs> yeah really it, i mean i don't i don't mind the like huge cgi set pieces but i feel like the avengers movies especially age of ultron which we mock all the time but like really all mm. of them it, it's very obvious that the actors are like standing in front of a green screen by themselves for each of their mm. individual lines like there's just something emotionally choppy about those movies that yeah even with really talented actors i think it's hard to 
I mean, mm. it's interesting. Capture enough, that like, chemistry between them. Yeah, and like I think it's interesting that Guardians of the Galaxy managed to get actors that could interact with a bunch of like non-existent raccoons and trees I mean, and aliens. I, guess, I feel like the second one. I don't know. Well. Anyway, that's not what the show's about. <laughs> no, it's not. We're starting a new show, Guardians of the Galaxy: Ages. We're not. I don't have time to edit it. Great okay. name. So <laughs> thanks. I came up with it on the spot. Um, um, so do we want to just go through the beginning of the movie and then recommend it? Let's watch two movies style. Like how I do was, we? I, I was kind of thinking that we should do that, but can we talk about the trailer? Because I rewatched the like trailer, and I it is nostalgic for me. Sure. Why so don't like, you recite the monologue that is the trailer? I'm not going to do that because I don't care. This is interesting because this was back in like 1999, 1998 when yeah. they were like advertising this movie. Right, guys? So like, you know how now we like want to watch a trailer and we just like go on YouTube and we can find at least right. like 25 yeah. links to it. Back then you couldn't do that. So like the only way you could see a trailer is like if you went to the movie theater. But in the mall that like I always hunt out at at the time, they had like this big screen monstrosity in the middle of the food court that would play trailers all day like movie trailers that were coming out because the movie tr- the the huge movie theater of the area was like right there so they, they wanted to get people to go in um and they played the x-men trailer and i had no idea this movie was being made because like getting information on that stuff was really hard back then like you had to mm-hmm. follow like the right newspapers and the right magazines well, and like, also, like i was we just children and we only yeah, had like a like, certain number of photos from the film and like yeah we all had them saved on our hard drives mm-hmm. and- so i was sitting in the food court and like this x-men thing came up and i was like wildly surprised by it and like i was so Were you just like by yourself pumped? in the food court like having a nervous <laughs> breakdown no like- i think katie mack was with me and she was like what i don't even understand what this is and now she's obsessed she's like with calm it. down yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's also worth noting that for like the first several years of this time period, Katie hated the X-Men because she was so tired of you specifically oh, wow. talking about it. Like she loves the X-Men now, so it's hard to think about that. But like Ryan became a person who only talked about the X-Men <laughs> for like basically this point forward. Dude, like an, I like thought an it was... X-Men evangelist. Or yes. 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 I thought I was being cool by like in high school, you had to cover, you know, cover your books with like whatever to, <laughs> because you didn't want to damage the books. And I just like covered it in X-Men photos. Like this makes me look so cool. <laughs> I like, I really thought that and I'm like, that does not definitely does not make me look cool, but whatever. But yeah, so I was now, watching this maybe. trailer. Yeah. No, now. Yeah. 100%. I'm sure everybody has like Iron Man on everything um well maybe not in high school but i mean maybe i don't know i feel like it's more socially acceptable to be into superheroes now i mean back then more socially acceptable to be a nerd back then being a nerd was so hard oh my god being a nerd i wouldn't know i was extremely cool yeah Yeah, mary ellen was really popular watching all of her supernatural episodes that didn't come out till later (laughs) (laughs) that was like 2005 actually that was like right in the midst of my teenage years anyway see this is not a show about that it's no it's not it is not private it is anyway ryan do you want to talk about the trailer (laughs) do you just want to like describe the layout of the food okay so Ryan, what was the food court like? Like, what well, is there was, ask him that. Now he's going to say what it was like. <laughs> there wasn't a McDonald's, but then there was one. Oh, wow. Wait, there which was food court was this? There used to be oh, a Flamers. There used to be yeah. an Aladdin's Castle, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I, I don't know great. Massachusetts food courts. I know Connecticut food courts. 
Yeah. Why? Okay. Oh my. God. <laughs> We're starting a new show. <laughs> we've like let's barely watch, let's started and we've covered court. nothing. This is okay, gonna be great. So the trailer, right? So um, it presents itself. <laughs> oh, there's a trailer. Where did <laughs> you see it? Please no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's, I mean, it sets up basically the beginning of that whole movie, which we'll, you know, we'll get into that, but it's a lot of like Xavier and Jean Grey talking about mutants and what they are and Senator Kelly, like being like mutants are dangerous and Magneto's being like, we need to like get rid of humanity cause they're dumb. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it's, Good it's summary. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, but it's like, it's, it's what you would expect of an X-Men film where it's like, okay, mutants are, they're segregated from everybody else because that they have superpowers and nobody understands what they are. And there's all these politics around it. And that's like the first minute of this film. But then they're like, it gets all like crazy and starts playing fluke. Do you remember the like artist fluke from like the nineties that did like electronic music? So it got like all this nineties music playing. And it's like, get ready for the X-Men. It's like, it was, it's so cheesy and ridiculous. Trailers and it's like, used to be so bad. I know. Yeah. And it's, but and it's also like, it was like, this was the time period, right? I mean, like yeah. the Matrix hadn't come out yet, but the Matrix was about to come out. Everybody was wearing leather, cyberpunk, goth yeah, stuff was super It was definitely cool. like, remind me of like the Charlie's Angels, like mm-hmm. later variations that would remind me of. And so that was playing as like, here's the good guy. And it's like Wolverine, <laughs> rogue gene gray cyclops and then it would be like the bad guys and i was like i was like Mystique, so excited about it saber tooth toad although i was i was confused because i was like what the hell are they all wearing yes because they're all wearing black leather i mean yeah. again the matrix hadn't quite come out yet but i feel like that entire 90s they're just influence into it. is deeply embedded in the fashion of this movie like mm. it just it's leather all is cool leather pleather but also they didn't want people to be wearing like these bright colorful costumes because they wanted it to be for adults so they had to make everybody look like they were wearing like spec ops tactical gear for Mm -hmm. yeah and they they even have that one line where scott's like would you want to wear like yellow Yellow spandex spandex? because we all used to wear that in the comics that's there's like a minute beat afterward where like the whole audience can presumably just laugh together just laugh and laugh laugh and yeah and then everybody like left crying. Do they still wear wear spandex, bright spandex in the comics? Uh, uh yeah. yeah. I mean, That's I good. think it's been it's been sort of like toned. I mean, down it depends on the what? writer and like the storyline. Like there are obviously comics that are oh, more grim and sort of change the lighting and coloring enough that you can't it yeah. still looks cool, but there are also comics where those bright colors are more apropos. I can't keep up with there. I don't read comics. There's, it's, I mean, confusing. we read it's comics, but it's really it. hard. Don't worry. I'm really like, worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just every day, you're like, I, I'm, there's so many comics I'm not keeping up with. Look like, at all of them out there that I'm not reading. It's fine. You're fine. Um, okay. You know what, though? Because <laughs> of this movie specifically, they started wearing leather for like a few years. Like yeah. they got rid of their costumes. This this movie actually changed how the X Men comics worked, Mary Ellen. Because I'm sure, like, yeah, yeah, because like it had been what it was before, and the X Men were just the X Men. They were the students there. They were like this vigilante group, so they were the students. There weren't like additional students. And after this movie came out, where they were like, "We are in a school for mutants," and there were like 500 kids there. It kind of leapt forward in <laughs> well, time in the comic books. there aren't that many kids in this movie. There's, no, but like... There's only, like, 20 kids. Like, it's it's a small school. But, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, but it's, like, it's actually treated like an actual school, like an academy, which yeah, is like not what it really was. Yeah, teaching physics and, and shit. Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, so it's like that. And then because of that, that also happened in the comic books, which is something I'm still 
having trouble with because it's been like at least 12 years since they decided that it, the X-Men had an actual school. And I was like, it worked better when there weren't like a bunch of like kids running around. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like it worked sort of for like the new mutants and generation X and stuff like that. But I really, I, it, it was weird and it's definitely still weird, but don't I worry like it in this movie though. Cause it, it kind of creates that whole, like, this is what's on the line is, is yeah. this next generation of kids and, and we're doing this for them. Like it creates that extra sort of emotional resonance. It's, you know, that's true. And it also, you're right, Ryan, it is true. No, but I, I, you, well, I'm glad you pointed it out. <laughs> I'm glad we all agree with each other. <laughs> I'm glad the politics of this movie like haven't changed with current politics. They were so explicit. They were so explicit. And and I was I was almost like I think this is the first time I've watched it in probably like I don't want to say like a decade, but it's been a while. Yeah. Um, So going into it with like a grown up brain and and being like, wow, they really went in on this. Um, I was I was pretty impressed. I feel like. okay, so. Let's let's go ahead and talk about the beginning of the movie then, because it is okay. political. It starts out also, super political. I also want to do like a quick like, given the context of uh, the news cycle and everything, can we all just like do a disclaimer that Brian Singer is like probably a piece of shit? Oh yeah. Oh my god, I was gonna get to that because like, first of all, he turned down this movie three times, which I did not know. What was he busy he doing? Being, like, nothing. He molesting was molesting people. Probably, but he was Jesus. like, he was definitely like, oh, I don't think like this would be a successful film. So they had gotten, oh my God, they, well, they but, almost got. Okay, I don't want to, I'm not defending him at all, but for, at the time, I feel like doing this movie would have been a huge creative risk and career risk yeah, because nothing that's like true. this had ever been done before. It's not like now where every director on the planet is begging to direct a superhero movie <laughs> because know, it's like it's a crazy. career maker. At the time, no one would have expected this to succeed. Like the deck was completely stacked against a movie like this. If it hadn't been so good, like we would be living in a different media landscape, essentially. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, that's, that's true. I'm not saying that all of that is to credit to Brian Singer though. I feel like a lot of different creative aspects of this movie are a success. So you know what though, you should be, I mean, I'm not saying that you should necessarily be happy that he got it. I mean, he did a good job with the movie. I'm not going to complain about that, but it could have gone to, um, I, I believe James Cameron, who did like the Sin City uh, movies. Imagine well, like Sin City X Men. I don't know. That would have been really weird. I hate James Cameron. Yeah, yeah I don't know, man. I have a, I, well, I have but like it's a tricky too vendetta. because I feel like James Cameron's po- politics have changed, and I also feel like Brian Singer's politics have changed. Like again, this is actually relevant to the movie. Ryan, we've talked about this like a ton. Like Brian Singer used to like date men openly and like be more comfortable with his own sexuality and then has like gone back into the closet since then well that's is... because like during x-men apocalypse all those people came out and were like brian senior all these got like kids yeah. guys and were like, like when we were kids that, he I, I don't know so I his feel reaction like... to that was to make a terrible movie and to also like <laughs> quickly post that he was having a baby with a lady and i was like you're not trick. You're not fooling anyone here. Like we know what's going it's, on. Like yeah. So like I feel like his own emotional issues can be sort of seen. I I'm always like hesitant to say that because I feel like the director is not the only creative force in a movie, and a lot of people think that. Absolutely. And it's, it's definitely yeah. not just them. Like there's so many other things that go into a film. But yeah. I feel like this movie. Like you can kind of see how maybe a past Brian Singer was like a little more radical. And then like as the franchise goes on and like he's come on and off the project, you can kind of see how he's like watered down his own mm. shit. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't want to psychoanalyze the guy. The he end, seems like a piece of shit. And yeah. yeah. In the end, rich people are bad. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say in the end it doesn't even matter. It oh, does matter. God. Oh, it matters. Um 
And that's why we need class war. Anyway, let's talk about this movie. Perfect. Um, yeah. Good so segue. it starts out. <laughs> Thank you. It starts out with the Holocaust. Yeah. Because this is Magneto's backstory. And um, I feel excuse like. Excuse me. This... No, it starts off with the Fox logo that turns into an X. <laughs> that's okay, true. Great point. <laughs> And Great the monologue, point. right? It starts. Oh yeah, there is a monologue Professor there. Professor monologue. The iconic um, Patrick Stewart monologue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, yeah, I mean, like, if you're gonna find somebody for like a really exposition, like heavy movie, exposition. He, oh shit, guys, I have to go. I can't. <laughs> I can't do this episode. Anymore. Honestly, well, that was that's a short, fair. I'm short surprised life. we made it this far. <laughs> I want um, to apologize to the listeners. Anyway, it's to my family. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yeah. I owe them a lot of apologies. For um, this show specifically for an exposition heavy movie. I think a Patrick Stewart. You got to get him. He's mm-hmm. got a wonderful voice. Oh, I, I think, think he does there a great was job. anybody else even in consideration for Professor Xavier? Yeah, like, it was just like, like we can't even do the film. If it we has to be Patrick Picard Stewart. or nobody else. Like it has to be him. Yeah, they just called him like it's time. You look like him. You are like I know that's you it. You are They're him. Like, you look like him, and you are him. Please we, we, help us. And he's like, I am him. Hello, yeah. I'm ready. Hello. As, as you all know, I'm I've, here. I've been psychic my entire life. I've had Patrick he Stewart. He's anyway. a cool, shout out, like, t- talking about, like, non-shitty dudes, Patrick Stewart seems like a real non-shitty dude. Yeah, yeah him for and, real. Him, him and Ian and McKellen. McKellen. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, him there's actually who? a lot of great Ian McKellen, actors in who's there. Magneto, oh. and they're, like, yeah. real-life besties. Anyway. They're adorable. They are. But anyway, so yeah, you're right. It starts out with this cool monologue that helps set up the sci-fi story Mutants. where Professor uh, X is explaining DNA to the audience and there's yeah. like all this sparkly evolution 1999 CGI of, of yep. just sparkles. I don't know. Anyway. It's just like mutation, the next stage in human evolution. I mean, we and don't then, need to recite all of it. Well, yeah. that's the only part I remember. And so that's as far as I got. Brian, so did you worry. audition at the time? Every for... few millennia. I mean, no, because I've been trying to audition Evolution. for Mr. Sinister for like at least Take 20 years. Leap. Wait. So then, smash cut <laughs> to the Holocaust. Fucking That's, that's where we're starting this movie, everyone. That smash... is where we're starting it. That's what. That's literally where we're starting smash it. Smash cut to the Holocaust. It's That's, guys, I'm not joking. I know. Like, we all I know. watched it. Just... it. It's a funny phrase. I just feel like if we say it in an ironic <laughs> tone of voice, people won't realize that we, that's how it starts. So we yes. see little baby Magneto and he's with his mom and dad yeah. and they've got the Jewish stars on their coats and it's raining and there's a bunch of Nazis and they take his parents away. And it's like, it's really fucking sad. It's in- like, I, it is. Intense. I was worried going into this movie that I would not think it's as serious and that I would find it to be like heavy handed or like not earned or just generally shitty. And I really didn't feel that way. I felt like this scene was just as sad as I remembered it yeah. being. No, and, it's it's really effective. Yeah. And it's anyway, so his parents get taken away. They go into this like gated area that's presumably like a camp. And Magneto's powers manifest. And like usually X-Men powers manifest, I feel like when you're a little older, but like in his case, it's like such a stressful situation that his powers are able to manifest then. And he and can, he's like, like super powerful. Yeah. And, and he's, he's like yeah. using his metal bending to like bend the gates and the Nazis are like trying to stop him and they can't because he's so powerful. And then they have to like knock him out with the butt of a rifle. And yeah. Anyway, and that's it's, it's kind of like implied in this movie that they don't understand what's happening. But then when first right. class came out, they, they did continue that scene, which also in first class, they recreated that entire scene. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I like uh, watching, watching this made me think like, wow, they like never really 
moved away. You know, like I, I feel like they kept trying to tap back into the power of this original sort of scene. Yeah. And including like in fucking um, Apocalypse where they have Michael Fassbender go like destroy Auschwitz. I was like, yeah, really? Yeah, where they're like, let's, let's oh go back again and like yeah. mine the Holocaust yeah. for more emotional drama. And I feel like this this scene is so great and it's yeah it's like I, short and it it, it it got like disrespectful almost <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's I, not I, even I, just like this scene i feel like all the x-men films keep on trying to go back and do what this movie did because this movie is like drastically different from every other x-men film like well, it's it is and it isn't though right like every other just as you said every other movie is like trying to recreate but the it does, same it does, formula. it's not it doesn't feel like what you watched in this movie like it's not as good no i know <laughs> Anyway, so, so they're trying, but um, they're so, trying. Uh, okay, so the smash cut from the Holocaust to like literally Anna Paquin's butt. Yes. Oh, is it her butt? I know she's like lying on bed. On Just her bed, you know, but. like a teen girl opening up sexually. And I guess I guess we should say that it's like not too future. Yeah, it says like the not a too years future. later or whatever. And they're yeah. like somewhere in the south, Mississippi. Yeah, and uh, and you know she's up in her bedroom with this like boy teen that's boy not boy who doesn't get a name. Okay, no, a he teen does. boy who is merely representative him... of the idea of sexuality. I think they call mm. him like Kevin I, those or something. Those are my favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah, the boys with no man. So Anna Paquin is talking about how she wants to travel the world, and she's got all these adorable teen girl dreams. And yeah, the boy's there. like, "What are you even gonna do that? <laughs> yeah, idiot! <laughs> <laughs> you need and, me, a man." And they <laughs> lie on the bed together, and they like have this really awkward but adorable first kiss scene. And at first, it seems like the kiss is going great, and then Anna Paquin's powers kick in, and the boys. It's kind of interesting how they depict this. It's like he has a seizure. Veins start popping out, like yeah. when they yeah. experience Rogue's power. It, I guess it, they would it's have. It's kind of neat and spooky. It is. Well, it's, like, it's really creepy. Yeah, I like those two thousand era effects for for how they show that. However, I, they did like, it. Typically, um, in the comics of the TV show, you would just see her like touch something, they would pass out. But like, right. to, to portray that to an audience that doesn't necessarily know like what I her just powers think it's are. cool. I remember thinking it was scary the first time I saw it. Like yeah. his skin starts like vibrate. I don't know. It's creepy. Anyway, so he passes out and like looks like Has he's going into anaphylactic shock essentially. And yeah. Somehow she immediately gleans that it's because she kissed him but i guess because you know you're a teen and it's i mean it's, does she just you already runs into you already the have a complex screaming right yeah she starts screaming her but parents she tells her mom there. not to touch her yeah she immediately is like don't touch me it, all i did was touch him like she can tell right away that it's her yeah which i don't know how she can tell but she's not wrong maybe she felt that she was like sucking power from him because she says like oh. people live inside her hands. Right. Yeah. yeah. She I can was tell. just going to say that. Like I, I was trying to figure it out too. And then Marielle beat me to the punch. So <laughs> yeah, it's way later in yeah. the movie that she explains that, but that's a good point. Mary Ellen, like she can, uh, thank I you. guess. So. I actually have I'm my own Mary movie Ellen's podcast. <laughs> you want to check it out? Anyway. Called, so yeah, anyway. this is another scene that like, it takes very little time everything is established in like a couple I have minutes. So, like and i really like the juxtaposition between these giant intense like human ethics issue of the holocaust and then drawing it back to like navigating personal life as a teenager yeah and, but but they're both about the same thing of being like an outsider yeah. in a world and like trying to navigate that and so it goes from like huge macro to micro and it's but, still like two teenagers coming of age too yeah. it's like yeah. Magneto's it's, coming it's of age and his powers are manifesting and like this is how that is for him and like and this yeah. horrific oh my way. god 
And I then, didn't. The, what, the whole thing is about the two of them. For well, the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my right. god. They're the protagonists. Right. <laughs> How many times have you seen this movie? I mean, clearly it was looking at like Hugh Jackman's butt or something. I don't yeah. know. Well, that makes the sense. movie's about him too. It is about his butt mostly. He's gonna steal the movie later. It wasn't With supposed to be tushy. about him. Wow. But anyway. I just can't forget over like how smart that was. And like somehow I never pieced that together. Honestly, like the first ten minutes of this movie are fucking amazing. It's, like, no, I agree. It's very I agree smart. for yeah. many reasons, but I just didn't like see the parallels there until like right now i guess we should also say because like i mean we've said this on many other episodes of the mutant ages but i feel like this movie makes it super clear that being a mutant is a metaphor for being gay and like we've talked a lot about rogue and like aids metaphors and like the idea of sexuality being dangerous and i just Mm -hmm. i just wanted to like mention that i feel like that's a theme throughout this Mm -hmm. um yeah i feel like that's pretty clear even early on like, right because when this movie came about. out which was like 2000 like i mean the aids epidemic was like in the 80s but it had like hiv and aids awareness i feel was like, like it was still part of the conversation no yeah but point. like it was like becoming like a thing again where like was it okay to know gay people and stuff like that because but but i'm a cheerleader also came around came out not too long before that which is kind of along the same lines of like yeah, oh, you, you i know, mean you, there wasn't like a lot of I feel like X2 delves into it more, but I feel like this movie kind of starts that metaphor and invites you to think about it without being as explicit. But right, anyway. but it definitely was not there by the time X-Men Apocalypse rolled around. No, it's it's <laughs> long gone by then. Everybody has beards and it's it's all gone. Well, and politically, I mean, 2000 is miles away from where we're at now in 2017. Yeah. So like it was pretty daring and, and I think they had to be almost more... I, like it's not like that covert about yeah. Saying, yeah 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 um and and so i i think that is a nut that adds another level of of significance to this movie it does anyway the movie's gonna get super gay later but for now hey. it's all it's all covert um and so then the third scene i think is gene gray talking to senator senate, kelly right right well and the whole senate i guess i don't understand yes. what this event is like i, I was like yeah. was wondering this and I was the like, same what thing kind of event is this like I don't is like this what even are, the thing they're just like discussing happen? like mutants and then they all stand up and clap for like twenty minutes yeah and I was it like, seemed what? it seemed pretty formal until Senator Kelly was like anyway here's my <laughs> idea and I was like you're not allowed to do that and like yeah. <laughs> it's like as though the Senate or like the U S government has invited Jean Grey and I guess also Professor X who's just like chilling there but whatever they've yeah. invited Jean Grey to speak to them about like the mutant problem yeah and like what it what it symbolizes almost look like a un the, sort of thing but yeah wasn't... but then later there like at the end of the yeah. movie is about a un meeting but right. this this initial one is like just her speaking to the u.s government about something but they and i guess because Senate. she's an expert i don't know where they are they're just in like a weird hall like mildly futuristic building maybe that's what the senate looks like in this uh, alternate universe in the not too distant future <laughs> yeah. would this scene make more sense if it was like beast i don't think so i feel like it doesn't make sense anyway like it's fine anyway it's a government (laughs) meeting of some kind don't worry about it so jean gray is giving her monologue about she's speaking out against what is essentially the mutant registration act which hasn't been passed but it's like you know any situation where you're going to put a bunch of marginalized people on a list and track them is just like Mm. generally bad and sort of invokes the holocaust as like a Mm. society and so she's not saying that literally but like we just watched a scene about the holocaust so it's on the audience's mind right we're set up to make that connection very right and so she's she's basically like you know, there are a lot of reasons socially why mutants wouldn't want to come out, 
and say that they're hey. mutants. Yeah. Um, and, and she's talking about like the stage of puberty where like yes, it, like yeah. how when it manifests, what it's like. And like you know they don't necessarily even know. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you don't even know if you're a mutant. You know what I mean? So like yeah, that's yeah. like a whole. Thing. and Senator Kelly's like well they're dangerous anyway and so we yeah, should get them all registered her in front of everyone Senator Kelly's like um excuse me but <laughs> mutants are scary and some of them can control people's minds and, and then, then and then we, that's like, when we get a shot of Xavier of Stewart's head yeah and he's yeah. like looking out at them and people are like nodding and clapping and he's like talking about how mutants are dangerous and he starts listing people off and he actually lists off Kitty Pride as an example. Yeah. Um, yeah. He has a list already. He's like, I've just been given this list of mutants that we know about. Just and a guy just gave it to me. A, a guy just walked up <laughs> to me and <laughs> somebody <laughs> made the drop outside and I just picked it up. Anyway, the thing that that's, that's what they're all voting on is this registration act. I think there's like a line there or something about like, you know, are mutants dangerous? And Jean Grey says something along the lines. She's like, well, you know, a person behind the wheel of a car is also dangerous. And right. Sarah like, that's completely different. <laughs> no, he says, like, we we require people to license their cars yeah. and register them. Right. And she's like, but a person isn't a car, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it devolves really quickly. Uh, into unless just it's a transformer, and then in which case it could also be a person. That is Senator Kelly's response, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh, is that? Are we in Transformers canon right now?" Um, and it's and not for a productive five meeting. I no, don't... there's just like explosions for forty five minutes. Yeah, Michael Bay comes in. And he's like, "I actually think that sounds like a great movie. I would like to make it sometime in the future." You would just see Wolverine riding like Optimus Prime. <laughs> riding him? <laughs> yeah, riding him. Anyway. Like a horse. I'm trying to remember. I, I don't know like how quickly we want to cut for spoilers because like the mo- movie I think was we should talk quick. about the, I think we should talk about. Um, Rogue running away. No, yeah. Well, yeah, but also about Eric and um, Xavier being because, right. Okay, hello. so that yeah. that's the next scene. Hello, that's all they do. They didn't even say anything else. They just walk in. They're like, hello, hi, and then just keep walking. <laughs> So, in addition to Xavier, who's sitting in this meeting, Magneto is also there secretly because apparently fucking everybody was invited to this thing. (laughs) So, we see him get up. And I mean, I guess we don't know it's Magneto. We just see a dude get up and then we see Xavier looking at him like, that's a dude I know. And then he like follows him. And they're standing in this dramatic. His formal event hat on. Mm -hmm. He's got his fedora. He's got his trench coat. He looks like a cool 1940s spy. It's also shot in this like really awesome hallway. Yeah. Like it looks really cool. I don't know where they are, but it's a really beautiful building. I don't know. I don't think it's even the same place because they're like in the Supreme Court or whatever. And then they walk out and it's like in the future. Yeah. This is like what's outside that cool room is this awesome hallway where no one else is. Like, there's I was no say, one where is everyone? Well, they're all busy like applauding for five minutes. At yeah, Senator that's Kelly true. Just ranting. So these two mutants can like meet in the hallway and I like mean, I talk guess, about how I they're mean, like, how did Xavier get out of there? Like he's in a wheelchair. So like it would have taken him a really he long time. He just like time. took the elevator. And like meanwhile, Magneto's standing out there and he's like waiting for Xavier to show up. He's just standing there with his <laughs> like, back to the door. And he's like, I'm oh going to be able to sense when Xavier's wheelchair shows up. Yeah. If I see like a guy I know at an event that I have history <laughs> with, I'll like hang around and be like, maybe he'll come talk to me. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. We definitely so anyway, don't avoid that person. God, they're so gay for each other, and I, I love it so much. So anyway, they, they talk about their inner politics, which we've talked a lot about on the show. Where like Politic. Xavier's like, we gotta like work with humans, and 
do what yeah, they like want with the law and we just have to make them understand since... that we're peaceful. Magneto's like, uh, no, I was in the Holocaust and they're just going to throw us into concentration camps. So let's not do that. And let's actually fight for our rights. And Xavier's like, but we could also just sort of like roll over and do what they want to keep the peace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love how we've all become clearly like pro, like I mean, mutant radicals. <laughs> I feel like Ryan is like, he was like way ahead of me when we were kids on all of this. Like, oh, yeah. Ryan was pro Magneto, like think, from the I jump. Think history is pro Magneto at this oh, point. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, by now, much. yeah. But as a kid watching this, I was still like, Xavier's yeah. probably right, and like being a good guy's good. But like I watching this as an adult, like I'm like, like holy shit! Like, yeah. come on, guys. Well, and <laughs> it's set doing? up to be like that too. You're supposed to root for Xavier. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah. You should have hope in humanity. Oh, yeah, but I think, like, 2017 politics have really yeah. changed the way that I feel about Magneto's decisions in this movie, Same. which Same. we can sure, get but to. I, but... I still think that in this movie, Magneto's not even really portrayed as a villain. I think Senator Kelly is, for oh, sure. Yeah. But, like, but I don't Magneto think... wants to kill people. I mean, not, not just humans. Well, but... not necessarily. He no, doesn't he's... know. In this we movie, he's trying to get, to, mean, get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, no spoilers. they make no out for a little while. For this Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no one knows what happens. Forty-five minutes into this uh, recording, we're just like in the hallway. That's oh like the my third God. scene, no. guys. And then they look at each other in the hallway, and then they, they make out. They flash back to first class, and they remember playing chess and making out on the stairwell. Mm-hmm. But they don't, though. They're in a fight, and I think Magneto chess is, is like, like a very heavy sex metaphor. It is. Wait. Who's wait, I didn't even hear that. What? Chess is a sex metaphor. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. In this series of films. King it is. bitch. It's yes. a it's a sex metaphor. It's a debate metaphor. It's everything. It's yeah. all Mostly in one. Sex. But anyway, they're not playing chess here. They're just playing mental chess. They're just together. having sex. Sorry. So, they're just so, literally yeah, they're just having the, sex. Nobody sees them having sex for like, <laughs> like at least I said, 20 minutes. Like I said, the first 10 minutes of this film, great Just stuff. really moving. Yeah. <laughs> a long, Have erotic... we even explained what happened in this scene? It doesn't even matter. Yeah, Ryan, ba- mean, Ryan basically sums up their conversation. Right. And then at the end of it, like. Where, where Charles is like, you need to have hope. And yeah. Them. Xavier is like, well, why don't we make out some more? And Magneto no. is like. And Magneto's no. like, I'm mad at you. I'm not yeah. gonna make out. Magneto's with you right like, now. stay out of my way, Charles. Yeah, yes. that's that is what happens. And that's he basic. says something along like along the lines of like, you know, like, why won't you work with me? And Magneto's like, why do you ask questions you you know the answer to? Yeah. And, and then, Charles tries to look inside his brain for what he's up to. And Magneto like points to his head and he's like messing around in there, Charles. Yeah, I Cut can it feel out, you. man. And Xavier is like, I'm just looking for hope. And he's like, No, you're just looking to suck my dick. Yeah. That and then really, he bails. Yeah, really intense uh, uh, dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's get out of this scene. All right, so we are we at spoilers yet? I don't know. No, because I mean, we have to I meet guess... Wolverine. I think we should meet Wolverine in all that right, kind of. Right. So so Rogue is running away. Yeah. She's got her duffel bag. She's, She's in going a tr- to truck? where is she going? I don't Just know. She says Alaska. I'm going to Laughlin City, but like then she continues going. I don't think she has like any like. I think real she's plan. trying to go on her little Alaska route that she had mapped out. Oh shit! Wow, I like how I Guys. didn't know that. <laughs> Guys, she literally sets this up for us with a visual map. Oh, I'm so glad that Maddie and I have seen this movie at oh least like forty five thousand. I just times. always assumed she was just <laughs> running away for that's whatever what I reason. thought too. No, oh she's doing her dream. Marianne Ryan, took like are actual we okay? notes. Like, are we actually <laughs> idiots? <laughs> I like can't believe I never put that together oh before. Oh my god, never? 
I don't Did know. She, I never I think knew she, where she was going. I thought she was just going somewhere, but you're right. No. She's going on her fucking thing. She's Alaska doing right. the thing she oh said she God. always wanted to do. So the guy that's, she's with the trucker that drops her off this place, Laughlin City. And I have to mention that that trucker is like, oh, I brought you here. That's the voice of Hank McCoy in the original 90s cartoon. Oh, cool. Yeah. And cool, he appears okay. again, like sleeping or something. But, you know, if you listen to his voice and if you watch the 90s cartoon, like it's very obviously beast. So that's cool. cool. So anyway. she goes into this like crazy fucking bar in the middle of the woods. Yeah, where there's cage fighting. This bar looks <laughs> awesome. It does. <laughs> she like walks into the bar and there's like a girl dressed like Emma Frost right away. And, oh, like, really? I mean, it may as yes. well have just been the Hellfire Club. It it may as well be, yeah, but it's not. It, I I think they put that girl in those white, really high heel boots just to sort of evoke that for the people yeah. who know who Emma Frost is. But yeah, the it's just for like a about- second. Yeah, the thing about watching this as a teenage girl, I was like, mm, this is what adult life is like. Like, yeah. I, you go to really bars thought, where people are cage fight and like. You just walk into a bar and there's a cage and like people screaming. Also, I mean, yeah. it's cage fighting, Wait, it's boxing. I had, it's... I had a question about this because like she's supposed to be a teenager and they just like let yeah, her go into this wildly into bar? unsecured well, bar. There's like no security. I guess I kind of buy it because it's a small town, so like they yeah. don't give a fuck, you know? Like yeah. it's and it also seems a little lawless. Whatever. Yeah, it it doesn't really seem like anybody's keeping track of anything around here. Right. right. But she goes over to the cage fighting and there's like a dude in there, a shirtless mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. And this announcer is like, who wants to fight this? And I guess the audience members can also jump into the cage and fight yeah, him. So this guy's like, I'll fight can- him can like fight this guy who, whose face we can't see yet but we recognize his muscular back we know it's we know it's Hugh Jackman uh, yeah well we didn't we actually didn't know it was Hugh Jackman then because nobody knew who he was this movie I made Hugh like Jackman I feel like we knew famous. it was Wolverine though well okay I mean, yeah we knew it was Wolverine we all watched the trailer in the mall food court like 60 times so like we knew <laughs> there was anyway all of us so like it's clear yeah, Mary that Ellen this too, guy she was there. has been winning every cage fight like all night and for probably ever because everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, he's undefeated. And so then this random dude in the crowd is like, for some reason, I believe I have the <laughs> capability to beat this guy who's I mean, kicked men. everybody else's ass. Mm-hmm. And he hops into the Never cage. underestimate the confidence of mediocre men. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, this guy. Anyway, so <laughs> he starts trying to beat the crap out of Wolverine, whose face we finally see, because he has to turn around and take a beating. And I'm just like, oh, I have to make out with him. But 13-year-old me was like, I need to make out with him. But not really. I like girls, huh? Yeah. Ryan pretended that he had a crush on Anna Paquin for like... No, no, no. It wasn't Anna Paquin. It was Storm. No, you pretended to have a crush on Anna Paquin. I remember this. I do not remember that. I trust Maddie more because Ryan forgets everything. I forget. You got to keep track of like which women you allegedly liked. (laughs) Okay, I know, right? Like all the versions of Lara Croft, Angelina Jolie. She was anyway. Um, so <laughs> at first it seems like Wolverine's taking a beating and we see Rogue like reacting to this and she's like, Ooh, this is scary to watch. And then it, the fight takes a turn because Wolverine like puts up his fist to block the guy's fist. And we hear like the metal clank of human yeah. skin hitting an adamantium infused fist. And mm-hmm. I feel like those metal clanks are like maybe kind of corny. They never happen again. They're only in this one scene where, like, every time Wolverine hits the guy, you hear the, like, clank. But I get it. They're really trying to, like, signpost, like, this guy. Something's up with him. Yeah. Um, Is is, is he made of metal? Yeah. Is he? He's really strong. So so he kicks the shit out of this guy and he wins and then cut to black. 
Um, yeah, and uh, do we want to say spoilers here? Yeah, I mean, I guess we can say like Rogue and Wolverine meet each other. They go on a crazy adventure. They mm. meet the X Men. Magneto yeah. has his own plan that happens, and it's pretty cool. Pretty cool movie, right? Because this, so I mean, cool. the characters we're supposed to be following in this film are Wolverine and Rogue, right? Well, mostly so, like, Rogue, I think. I really think that Hugh Jackman's performance was just so good that it mm. steals the show I mean, in I a way guess, that I don't know like, that they predicted would happen initially. And then he I just think it became has to the be focus the both of, of every other movie. Because like, it doesn't make any sense because Anna Paquin gets kidnapped for at least like half the movie. So like, then it but becomes a story about like... that's just how things were back then. Like, yeah. every, every female character would get kidnapped for half the movie. Imagine like, if this was... movie had been about like Jubilee. Like, what would have they been doing? Like, Okay, so backstory for Mary Ellen. Like, mm. in the pilot of the cartoons... It's kind of similar to this, except that Jubilee is the teen girl who oh. then meets the X-Men. Yeah, and she's like the runaway, and she's she living in the away. mall. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool pilot. Um, and uh-huh. then she meets the X-Men and everything, and there's some similarities. And and there's it's, it's a known thing that the people who wrote and made this movie watched the cartoon and were kind of like, how can we adapt this into a live-action movie? And so you can definitely like see the threads of how that would have worked, mm-hmm. but... I don't know. I don't know that this necessarily works because I feel like it's so weird to me still that they made Rogue a teenager. I and know. So she's supposed to be an adult. She's supposed to be the same age as like Storm and Jean and Cyclops. And oh. Jubilee is supposed to be the one who's the teen girl in, in all of this. I and guess it depends like where you're starting it because like canonically Rogue is a teenager that's Mystique's daughter that works with the Brotherhood right. and that she switches well, sides. kind of young-ish. Yeah. But she's, she's not supposed daughter? to be 17. Yeah, she is adopted. Is, yeah. is she in this canon too? That's not really made clear never, at any point in time. Say. Because like they just mm. don't want to bother with any of that. They don't oh. care enough. But they anyway. don't even bother to like make the link between like Nightcrawler and Mystique. And it's so heavy handed in this fucking canon. universe. But he's not there yet. Anyway, so sticking with this, I I do find it really strange since we just watched the cartoon where Rogue is like a part of the team, even if she isn't even if they're not all the same age, they're all the X-Men and everybody's like peers with one she's another. She's also like a powerhouse. Like she's like the main fighter. I know. And like Rogue normally in the cartoons has like super strength. Like she's already stolen a bunch of people's powers before the cartoons start. So like she already has a lot of really cool powers and she already is cool. And so watching this and being like, oh, we're seeing a version of Rogue who's like an insecure teenage girl who's like crying and hasn't she's not Mm. at peace with who she is it's like it's very weird to me and this is the version of rogue that would then just become the version of rogue like Mm. after this i feel like we have like a sad rogue and like more of a goth rogue like she in this she's wearing like you know maroon button-up shirts and gloves and scarves and she's like she's very goth in ways that she isn't in other canons but that, hooded, this, is, like, this became rogue like this yeah. is who she is well her hoodie kit her hoodie cape is something she wore previously in the comics at that point but like it's it, hard it's, to imagine this rogue in green and yellow spandex though mm, like it is i agree and it's just it's just weird but for well, the they really of- like infantilize all the women they yes do. And we can get to that. But I, I guess I'll just say, like, that's my only... It's not it's not a complaint, per se, because I understand why they did it. Because they just wanted a teen girl and they didn't want it to be Jubilee because of racism, I guess. I don't know. But I... Um, probably, whatever. but I think in the long run, it did work in terms of, like, getting an audience that didn't know anything about 
the X-Men because I, I mean, it would have worked uh, to some degree, but like if you used like Jubilee or Kitty who are like Wolverine's teen sidekicks, I don't think it can portray the severity of being a mutant with a devastating power because Jubilee like shoots like plasmoids and Kitty like walks through things. <laughs> So yeah, like, like they both you know, have like pretty benign powers. That's yeah, a good point, and I think, though. Yeah, and I think it does help tell the story that like here's a girl that suddenly can never touch another human being in her life, and like how isolating that must be in a situation that that's already isolating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, for a while, at recently, she had learned how to control her powers and she could touch people, but now she can't do it anymore because like that's the story of Rogue. Like sometimes mm. she like can be happy and other times she can't and then she like goes this whole thing she's like well i just wish i wasn't a mutant <laughs> so i could touch people and then she loses her power she's like i just wish i was a mutant again so i'd had something to fight for and it's like <laughs> then she gets it back she's like i wish i could touch people it's classic rogue ryan why didn't you audition i don't uh, know I, they, that was pretty excuse good me. i'm not i refuse to work for fox but you know if the mcu does get like rogue i will play her great excellent anyway <laughs> I think I like the movie overall. I think there are parts of it that are definitely dated, um, especially with like the gender dynamics, which we can probably talk about. Oh my um, god, it's like so bad the gender dynamics yeah. in this. I but know. I think it's, like, I, that was the bad. part that I had forgotten about, and yeah. like in watching it again, I was like, wow. Like yeah. literally, like there are four women in this movie, and all four of them don't do anything at all. Like except for, except for Mystique, incredible. I okay, Mystique is amazing. Yeah. Mystique is fucking amazing. Holy shit! Did you guys know that? Jerry Ryan was up for Mystique, and then they got Rebecca Romaine. Imagine Jerry Ryan as Mystique. Who's Jerry Ryan? She's from Star Trek. Yeah, she's. Uh, cool. I don't. Uh, sorry. I mean, she, that would be cool. I think Rebecca Romaine does a pretty good job. Though. I think she does. I really like her Mystique. No, better I do than, too. I'm not complaining, J-Law. but like you know, when I found out that Jerry Ryan was a potential candidate, I was like, holy shit. There are a lot of stars in contention for this movie, and I feel like the lineup that they got was great. So yeah, I don't, I don't really have that many complaints about the casting here. Yeah, neither it's do all I. All great. Anyway, so I guess we're recommending it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think it's just it's really interesting to go back and look. I feel like this movie more than any other kind of represents maybe like also the uh, the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies. Those are really like the uh, beginning of the superhero yeah. movie as right. we know it today. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I mean, think this X-Men movie set definitely set too. a standard for like an ensemble. Yeah. superhero movie that Absolutely. i don't think had existed before this and is still the lightning in a bottle that's been trying to be captured since then and right. yeah. you know, sometimes they do it sometimes they don't i feel like this movie was so much more cohesive than even the first avengers movie or like civil war yeah. which we all love but like yeah. watching this movie in comparison i was like holy shit they introduced everything in 10 minutes they introduce multiple characters they give each of those characters like unique personalities with like no time yeah like, i mean i have some complaints like i feel like storm gets short shrift in the movie which we oh yeah too but like in most, all the movies. most of it i'm like wow mm-hmm. it's pretty cool that they're introducing everybody so quickly and also introducing this entire sci-fi world and like the premise of mutants existing and the x-men existing and like what everybody's powers are. like it's not easy to do that as fast no. as they have to do it no. and these other marvel movies have had like a fucking gazillion movies to set it up and they're still bloated and like <laughs> yeah. messy like, all this bullshit's and happening and there's, there's all these watch robert downey scenes. jr like at least improv like half the opening you know god and for some 
reason they let him do that now. Oh, come on. I love I love me some RDJ. Oh, I, I do love too. him too. I love him too, but I feel the like those movies have become like, like a nightmare of no one saying I no know. to anyone anymore. Yeah. yeah. They like just don't they like say they have a plan. Like I think about the fact that like fucking Inhumans was supposed to be like a movie and then like here's a shitty TV show instead. So like they don't really know what they're doing. It seems like there's like a dozen X-Men properties like suddenly on the scene now. I know. And most of which aren't doing well. Like, what's the one with the with the girl with the cheap wig? Is that an X Men or is that's that just Inhumans. a Marvel? That's, that's the Inhumans. Oh. Yeah. God. And then there's the one with the high schoolers that are like, oh, mom and dad, I have powers. The that gifted. One. The yeah, gifted. I, you know what? That's a good question. I don't know what they're gonna do with that. Because... And then they have they have Dan Stevens being a, a crazy hottie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have um, the t- trailer they just announced with uh, the babies in the psych ward. Yeah, New Mutants. Oh yeah. man! Don't you like the ways I describe all of these? I things? loved it. I thought I it was like, a great run. I couldn't follow who, what you're talking about, but Maddie today. was like right on top of that. She was like, "Oh, New Mutants. Oh, you're talking about Legion." I was like, "Wait, yeah. where are we? Are we <laughs> talking Maddie about right the X Men anymore?" Maddie okay, can well, translate for me. Yeah. I'm used to it. I've I've been I've been listening to the Mary Ellen language for a while now. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm saying watch the movie. I don't know. I think it's a really cool time capsule to the. Year I really enjoyed going back to it. Me I feel too. like you should listen to Mary Ellen, who didn't grow up watching this movie a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. As I know. opposed to me, who is extremely biased. I haven't made a language out of a quotes from the movie, uh, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh why God. haven't you, Mary Ellen? Get on that. I, I'll anyway, work on it. Let's spoil the fuck out of it. After the cage fight is over, Rogue is just sitting at the bar drinking I mean, waters yeah. by herself and Blarton's like well if you're not gonna order anything he just moves away the tip jar like yeah because he, he thinks she's jar. gonna steal it yeah she sees he sees her eyeing the money yeah, yeah. and he thinks she's gonna steal it so he right. moves it away would. yeah i mean she looks desperate and hungry right um and then meanwhile wolverine is also sitting at the bar being brooding and oh this little cigar we have a great shot here that i love we're like you see Rogue sort of peek around her cloak at Wolverine, and Wolverine's, like, looking down. He kind of, like, eyes over her and, like, looks back in. They have, like, this, like, weird exchange, and it's, like, so good. Well, there's a great moment where a news story talks yes. about the future of mutants, and Rogue looks up, Wolverine yeah. looks up, and then Wolf- and then Rogue notices Wolverine is looking up, and he notices that yeah. she's yeah. noticing okay. I guess you, you, you better very, present what I just said. It's very, like, <laughs> queer people recognizing queer people yeah. kind of a yeah. moment, where it's, like, Oh, you're paying attention to this? Oh, wait, are you gay? Yeah, it's so good. Because I'm gay. It's it's. There's a lot of that, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyway. Rogue and Wolverine are gay. They are gay. That's Except it. they're not. That's anyway. the end of the movie. They turn out that they're gay. Everyone is. Um, we all are. It is 2017. Everyone's pretty much gay by now. I mean, except except for me, so uh, I'm still I'm still waiting. That's I mean, it is funny to watch this movie and like think about that, and I'm like, I remember when this movie came out, I like was not allowed to come out because like that would have been a problem. But like, I mean, you could still I mean, come out now yeah, and still I mean, have I a problem, like but you, it's totally it's, different, you know. Ryan so. was scared to admit to us that he was attracted to Hugh and not Anna Paquin. Oh, Ryan. And I think, well, I mean, teenagers can still probably be scared about that now. Like that's still a but it's real very thing. different. But I think it's become a much more open subject. So, like, if you are gay and figuring that out, like, the the younger generations are. Yeah, and it's like, this is where the internet is something where it's been helpful because, like, people can 
like sort of like talk to other people now and like it's very clear that a lot of people are gay or bisexual but in retrospect when you're like i'm watching this movie i was like wow i remember like feeling that way like i wouldn't be like i would probably be wolverine in that situation trying like paying attention to this but very subtly like you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. yeah it's a cool scene i mean yeah. anyway so then the guy who wolverine kicked the ass of previously walks up and he's like hey man you owe me some money <laughs> remember when he kicked my ass you, you owe me money for that you healed way too fast so he's basically saying like you ripped me off you're a mutant yeah, so you're therefore scammer. the fight was un- okay, unfair but like, he's like you healed way too fast but like wolverine never he got like hit like three times yeah like, he's, <laughs> he's fine now. Well, anyway. well, he says something like, oh, something hours in that cage and you get out right, without a right. scratch to show for it or a bruise. Yeah. Right. I blah, mean, Wolverine's blah. been fighting in the cage all night and he's like yeah. completely fine. Like, it's pretty right. obvious that he has mutant powers. Plus, he's way stronger than everyone. Like, it's very I mean, clear. also, everyone's yeah. like, what's that weird clinking noise I keep yeah. hearing? Every time he punches people, it's like, <laughs> I, a, like a I heard a very loud sound. metal noise. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> anyway, um, so Wolverine is like, shut up. It's fine. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I shut think up, Wolverine says something. He's just like, you know, I don't really want any I trouble. I said, shut up, it's fine. Shut up, it's fine. Uh, but anyway, the guy won't back down. And he goes, I know what you are. Yeah, yeah. You're gay. A fight breaks out. The bartender gets involved. Well, the guy, the guy tries to sneak up on him with, and, like a, with a little chiv and Rogue yeah. screams, look out. Yes, yeah. that's um, right. And, and Wolverine, although turned- debatably, like she, Wolverine would have been fine, but Rogue yeah. doesn't know that yet, so no. she screams, yeah. to save his life, and right. then and w- Wolverine, Wolverine brings his claws out, boom, and this is the this is the first sight of the claws, yeah, they become iconic. My mom still refers to the X Men movies as the Wolverine movies. I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> no, she isn't wrong. This she's is also the scene where Wolverine stands up and you can see that he's wearing like 12 jackets at the same time for some uh, reason. He really does. That's his mutation is it's he just grows jackets. He's wearing <laughs> so many jackets. He's anyway, really good at going to Goodwill. So then the bartender takes out a shotgun and is like, Get out of here. We don't allow freaks like you here. Yeah, we don't, sir. You're kind of here. Doesn't but he fucking he's, go back to that bar like in a later movie though? Like, I well, I mean, he uses his claws to destroy the shotgun like yeah. immediately, and the bartender and he growls like, at him. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool scene too when he like it's very chops fair. that in half, and they're it's all just standing scene. there, and they're like, yeah. "What the fuck is happening?" And Wolverine doesn't say anything; he just like leaves, and then Rogue runs after him. Mm-hmm. If I were Wolverine right there and had done that little like demo, I'd just like take a, a cash because weren't they like counting out cash on the table? I just like grab it and be like, peace. Because who's gonna? I mean, stop he me? already has a bunch of cash from the cage fight, though. He yeah. already got his payout. Well, you could get more cash. I mean, well, this is Wolverine's Wolverine. not a criminal. Like Wolverine, he's not. I, well, you know, it's. I was gonna say Wolverine's morals are a little weird because he's like, you know, I'm gonna earn my keep and my money right, and my but stay, but I will also kill people. Like, like I don't mind murdering. Way. Murdering's okay, but yeah. robbing is wrong. Whatever. <laughs> I just get the money, man. It's kind. Of, it's like it's like fall. It's like Fallout morals, where like you yeah. can't steal from people, but you can like kill their mom in front of them. Yeah, yeah. and like take it's their exactly mom's money. It's exactly like Fallout. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so for some reason, Wolverine thinks it's ethical to like beat up humans for money, but it's not ethical to steal from them. So he takes the money he already Seems earned weird. rightfully, and he gets in his big old truck trailer yeah, where he starts lives driving I guess. down the long yeah. snowy road um and we don't realize that rogue has snuck into the back of the trailer but she, run, she does but run she after ru- him we see her run out we think she probably caught up to him but we don't know um so they're driving down the road 
And then Wolverine like hears her in the back with his super Wolverine Somehow. hearing. I mean, oh, yeah. do, is it with the super hearing or is it just because she's like wildly clinkering around in the back of the trailer? <laughs> it's really loud. It's like crank, crank, it's crank, like, crank. Oh, that like like everything's falling she's over. She's like singing. Yeah. <laughs> she's singing some like old country tunes. Yeah. Oh my god. She's doing anyway. some Shania Twain back there. And so he pulls over. He hops out of the truck. He goes back there. He sees that she's like covered herself in a tarp, and he like wakes her up and he's like why the fuck are you here and she's like well i thought you get might out. help me and he's like no fuck you get out of my trailer but it's like she's going to him because like she knows that he's a mutant too and he's like you know she feels like mm-hmm. he may help Safer her because him. they both have like yeah you know, these, these powers this thing in common and like and i feel yeah. like he knows that on some level although they never they don't say that yet but in this scene i feel like he knows and then he kind of he's like no i don't care and then he starts driving away but yeah and she's like i saved your life and he's like no you didn't yeah and then so he drives like roughly like 10 feet and stops the car yeah and then then he lets her sit in the passenger seat yeah when he and uh, like one of my favorite things is gruff male character shows emotion and compassion to people in need and so, so that's was, his whole movie yeah that? i mean so that's I why like, we like right. wolverine wolverine's like that's why maddie and i are in love with him it's like he's like he's just gruff gruff masculine dude but he's like really like caring he's about other people's feel- i know yeah. right and he just like takes on babies and takes care of them pretty much mm-hmm. i mean in the comics he has like at least like five different sidekicks and they're all like teenage girls that he's like yeah. that are his he's babies. like i guess i'll be a paternal figure to you too but i i really hate being a dad <laughs> even though all signs point to me loving right and then he also dad. has like his actual children too like there's those running around too and he's not he like ki- he has kids with who different female characters well yeah there's there's how Dakin. many uh, there's, a, there's a couple but the big one Good that everyone you, knows Wolverine. is this guy dakin who is his super bisexual son cool yeah and not just bisexual but he's super bisexual yeah Cool. And he's like covered in tattoos. Although he's but a little crazy. There's also crazier. X23, who you do know about because she's oh, like yes. his clone slash kid. I've seen that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then this whole scene happens. This is actually one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie is like this whole interaction they have with each other where she's hungry. And so he gives he, her the beef jerky. She eats it like it's the first food she's had in days. It probably is. And she's like he's, asking he's him like, like a million questions. He's like looking out of the side of his eyes at her the whole time being like, oh, what's your deal? And like, yeah, and like gauging yeah. her situation. Yeah, she's, she sees the dog she tags sees on dog him. She sees his dog tag and she's, and she's like, like, were you in the army? And he doesn't like answer. And he just like puts the dog tags away. And then, you know. He's like, I'm very sensitive about that. Right. And like, <laughs> she like looks at the back of his trailer and sees that like, he doesn't have a lot. And she's like, whoa. Yeah. And, and he's like, Classic, you want to get like, the fuck out of my rudeness I know, right? where she's like, whoa, you live here. And he's like, what are you trying to say? And she's like, it's fine. It looks cozy. Yeah. yeah. She says, I thought my life was in bad shape or something. Yeah, like that. It's like, it's, oh my God. It's, it's really good though. And so, well, he responds to that by being like, Hey, if you want to walk, like, get yeah, the yeah, fuck out. that's yeah. true. But when yeah. she's like cold and like rubbing her hands together, he goes to grab them to put them underneath the heater. And she like winces and pulls them away. And he's like, I'm just trying to help you. I'm trying to put on the heater. She's like, you can't touch me. Something bad happens when people touch me. And he's like, he's like, what? And he's, she's like, I don't even know. Like just bad shit happens. And so. then he just is like, okay. And accepts it completely. Yeah. And I feel like that's the moment when they like things are okay between them because she kind of looks at him and she's like, oh, he's not afraid of me. And he's right. not afraid of the fact that I just admitted to him 
that I have mutant powers and also told him what my power is. Right. And like, and she's he's not, not afraid judgmental. of him. Yeah, right. she, it's cool. It's cool. right. And she kind of turns it around a second after that. And she asks him, like, you know, does it hurt when they come out? And he's he just says, like every time, every time, which is the classic line. And I she know. means his dick. Everybody's goth here. Everybody's much. got a lot of feelings. And then they're like, you know, she's like, he, you know, they are asking for his name. And she's like, I'm Rogue. And he's like, what kind of name is Rogue? She's like, what kind of name is Wolverine? Which, which is actually like And fair. they tell each other <laughs> their real names, too. Like, yeah. this is like, they okay, this have is, become true friends. This movie made up a name for Rogue. She didn't have, nobody knew what her real name was in the comics. Oh, really? Books. Yeah, and so in this, she said that her Marie. name was Marie, and then in the comics, they changed it so she's Anna Marie. She's a double namer. Oh my god, one of my she's own. She's from the south. Oh, so, so oh my god, you have a sister out there. It's yeah, Anna Marie. Me and Rogue. <laughs> uh, Actually, and so, my older sister's middle name is Mary, so she's Anne Mary. Anna Mary. But. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, she's probably Rogue. Anyway, tell it to, you need to text her right now and just let her know that she's Rogue. She'll be like, "Why okay, are you texting me this?" And she'll be like, "You'll just be like Ryan said to do it." I'm oh gonna say, god. "Are you Rogue?" And we'll start. Are you Rogue? We are like 15 minutes into the movie. <laughs> I don't. All right. So then Rogue tells Wolverine that he should wear his seatbelt, and he's like. It's fine. And they get into her room immediately. immediately. <laughs> this, this which stage. I assume was staged by Sabretooth. Yes. Yeah. Yes, confirmed. But we don't know oh that my quite God. yet. This is like one of those scenes that I quoted for a really long time and would just oh, like, yeah? I would take a little like figurine of Wolverine and be like, you should wear a seatbelt and just throw a car <laughs> at shit. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, okay. So, Sabretooth is. So, Wolverine thing. isn't wearing a seatbelt and Rogue is. So, Rogue is in the car still, but Wolverine gets thrown through the windshield. Because this tree into hits the snow. Them. Yeah. Oh, quite a distance. Yeah. And, like, guys, wear a seatbelt. Yeah. Well, but then Irony hears that her seatbelt, like, traps her and she can't get out as the whole, like, trailer's on fire. Yeah. And so, he's getting up out of the snow and he's, like, healing and she's just watching this. And like that oh, is, this like, is the first time we see his, his like healing abilities in action. Yeah, you know, we, get, we get like a staring. sustained shot of it as his skin like heals itself. Right, but mm-hmm. I I also like that she's just staring like she's in like a really bad I would situation. Stare too, Ryan. It's a weird it's a weird set of reaction shots though. I, yeah. I've yeah. always felt like her the reaction takes that they use in the scene were really strange. Like I, I've seen it a thousand times <laughs> and I still think it's really weird because you don't really get why she isn't leaving the car at first and like what she's reacting to. I, but whatever. I mean I anyway. still don't understand how she got stuck and I've seen this movie a thousand times. I thought Me maybe either. like it like you know the seatbelt you know like it secures you during a crash but then you can still unbuckle it normally. <laughs> Yeah, like, what's yeah. her problem? Anyway, she can't get out of the car for some reason. And well, meanwhile, like, the she's car... not trying hard. She's just kind of, like, pulling at it, going, She's like, just, like, pawing around the entire... I can't figure out how to she's open like, the seatbelt. I know she's touching belt. everything in the car but the unbuckling thing. She's like, it just won't come off. Yeah, <laughs> or, like, look around for something sharp. Like, make an effort. God. Oh anyway, God. she doesn't. And so then Sabretooth suddenly doesn't. plops out of the sky. Well, and well, starts Wolverine. Like, that Wolverine. shot of Wolverine's nostrils. Yeah, Wolverine smells it yes. because he sees that somebody has pushed the tree over. Mm-hmm. It's and also he, not, he uses his Wolverine tracking power to right. smell. Yeah. And it's not even made clear if like this is a version in which Wolverine knows Sabretooth. He does. Oh, oh, I thought you meant if it was a version where he has the tracking power. I would say it is. Oh, I thought you were going to say, is, oh, this yeah. the, is this a version where Sabretooth is his dad? I don't know. I think we never know. There's different what? versions where they're like the same age, dad. I think. Well, Dude, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's so Sometimes weird. they're like weird brothers. Sometimes they're... <laughs> weird dads brothers. of each other sometimes it's, they're boyfriends wasn't um leave schreiber 
Was he Sabretooth? No, in this it's Tyler Mayne, but it no, was no, no, Lee Schreiber. No, 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 but in, the, in that terrible Wolverine movie, yeah, yeah, wasn't that was Lee, Lee Schreiber. Schreiber? Was he playing Sabretooth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. And they were like weird brothers there yeah. a little bit. In yeah. that version, yeah. Right. Yeah. But in the comics, sometimes Sabretooth is his dad. <laughs> Hello, yeah. I'm your weird brother, possibly your father. Yeah, it's possibly like I'm just a classic weird guy. X-Men. <laughs> Am I obsessed with you? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so, so they fight for a while. It's a cool fight. We and don't then, know what the deal is. But, but it's this... funny. It's funny to look back at like what were the touchstones of action before they had like the technology they had. It's mostly a lot of throwing. Yeah. And and people yeah. flying very high in the air. And I'm pretty throwing. sure like this, like and like wrestling. Yeah, yeah pretty much. It's I mean, Tyler really Mayne is a wrestler. The guy that played Sabretooth is a wrestler. Like he was like a professional wrestler at that time. That's so, probably why they hired him. It was like the only fighting they could do. Is it yeah. just him I mean, and like right. really also, this other. is like one of those scenes that there were like wires on trees and on them, and like you can just like yeah. see the wires. You can like, tell. Fly, like, it's, well, it's, get ready for more wires and more pleather because the X Men are about to show up. I actually oh, yeah. love how they just show up. They're just fucking. They there. do. They just are there. Cyclops and, and Storm are just there all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Storm's cape looks cheaper and shittier in this scene than it yeah. ever does in any other scene. I don't know why. <laughs> Something about the lighting, but it looks I think it's terrible. The snow, like reflecting. I think so. Or, yeah. So she's using her powers to make it snow or something. I don't know why. I don't see how that would help anything, but whatever. I mean, she's Makes... blowing snow into his face, and Sabretooth just like jumps into the bushes. <laughs> she throws snowballs at Sabretooth, yeah. and he's terrified of it. And they walk over like... to Rogue. Cyclops uses his eye beams to take off the seatbelt because no one knows how to take off a seatbelt. <laughs> in this movie um they rescue her she's she's terrified because she's a child and doesn't know what's happening she doesn't they know where pull, she is wolverine was thrown onto the his truck and so they pull him off and he's, just he's like unconscious for the whole mm-hmm. thing to explode yeah um, which again cool another scene. touchstone of action films it, very explosion heavy um, this yeah. is like the like, only this explosion is way, it's way too big movie, of an explosion yeah. For what it was. Wolverine like, was storing a lot of propane in his I, yeah, just, It looked yeah. like a tiny little tank that it, the fire was going to, and then it's like boom, this, boom, boom, oh boom my like God. 20 shots of it. Like it's amazing. It's so intense. anyway, then then they take them all the way across the country to the X Mansion. Yeah, yeah, this is I like guess. how the X-Men roll. They just like fly like across. Well, they have their little jet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever questions it, but <laughs> nobody's like, actually Wolverine you? does question yeah, it like way like, later. Yeah, <laughs> but we don't go. We're not at the X mansion yet because now we have the Brotherhood. We meet most of them right. here. Yeah, so we get like, to meet. We get to meet Toad. They really, Sabretooth. Like, they really seem to be. I mean, like they aren't very impressive as a collective. I will no, say, no, not really. I, like, I mean, we, and I don't, I don't really get the whole, like Toad's thing of being like a weird British punk. Like, I don't know. If, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's because it's just Ray Parker, I, and Ray Parker <laughs> is British, and they're like, well, you're who's normally Ray Parker. As, he's Darth Maul. No way! Yeah. So this is this. He's is not him? even really supposed to be an actor. Yeah, like at him. that point, he wasn't. He was a stunt double, and like uh, in this first acting. Is that acting, why he does the fancy little twirly thing? Later? Yeah, because and initially he was. I mean, he was Darth Maul. He did play Darth Maul, but he he didn't have any lines. He just did a bunch of stunts. Yeah, right. like I think even Darth Maul's voice they dubbed in with a different actor. Too. Oh, really? It's not even him. I think Ouch. he became an actor-ish later. He's done mostly stunt work though. So yeah. Oh. Anyway. Right. He's sorry. Toad is like not great in this movie. No, like, I don't he's know. Really I don't know. So he was much like to in do. the original script. I think he wasn't. He's got that little earring. 
I mean, he sucks in the cartoon too. He's not like a great character. Like he has the powers of a toad. Like I don't, they (laughs) kind of make his powers a little cooler in this, but. This is one of those situations where this movie, he acted like a toad, but that wasn't his powers in the comic books previously. And then it became that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway. Wait, his name was toad, but his powers weren't toad powers. His powers were like stupid comic relief. Oh my God. No, it was like, yeah, he was dressed as a jester and he had like this power to like produce like sludge or something from his hands. Oh, he kind of has it later, but yeah. with his mouth. But he spits it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I but do. But he like... could like he could like climb on walls and stuff. Yeah. And he does know. that. Is that why he does a little dance later? I think he does a little dance because he's making fun of the fact that Jean can't fight. But that's yeah. way that later. And that she's like scared of him. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, Stupid. Toad is apparently Stupid. good at fighting in this version for some reason. He's yeah. Painting, um, he's painting something we don't know what it is yet. Yeah. Yeah. What is it, by the way? Is it's it the, the machine? No, it's the... Oh, my God, guys. It's the thing that attaches to the bottom of the Statue of Liberty's torch. Oh, because it is green. You're right. Wow, I like how I didn't even know that. Anyway, I was just like, oh, Toad's just painting something. Yeah. He's painting a picture. It's really important. He has to get his artistic, creative vision out somewhere. Sabretooth just walks in and makes fun of him. Yeah. Actually, no, no it's the other way around. makes fun of He's like, I thought you were supposed to come back with somebody. And, and Sabretooth's like, is like, Rrr. Yeah. Yeah. So Sabretooth, like, goes into Magneto's office. Magneto's got, like, an entirely metal furniture and, like, those spheres that can bump into each other, yeah. but he's just controlling them with his mind. Which is like, a pretty cool prop. Like, it you is know. cool. But yeah. it's also, like, really, you're expending energy on that for no reason <laughs> but it so also supposed in. to show like how powerful it is that he doesn't even have to think about it he's just kind of playing around with it in the back of his head yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's kind of cool so and it the is scene cool. is like very brief where magneto's like what happened and sabertooth is like they knew we don't know what we at this point the audience assumes that they're after wolverine right and yeah. so magneto's just like charles <laughs> and then like kind of storms off jerking it he like well he takes the dog tags that like you know Sabretooth was looking at and he like leaves them on the table and he like stomps off and Sabretooth takes the dog tabs and puts them around his neck and that's pretty much the scene like yeah because Sabretooth and Wolverine are obsessed with each other also okay as Sabretooth is walking around I don't know if you noticed this but he knows little balls that are bouncing back and forth like one breaks off oh yeah they drop because Magneto leaves the room and so he's no longer mentally controlling them yeah I thought that was cool I thought thought it was was cool cool too too. guys we all thought it was cool (laughs) Guys, was I this didn't movie like, cool? Uh, Sabretooth I thought was really dumb. Like his, dumb. his whole like costume, his eyebrows. He's like wearing like weird a women's nails. coat from the yeah. 70s. He's not good at his job ever. <laughs> <laughs> he's not scary and he's terrible, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, same with Toad. Why are they both like weird animals? I don't know. Mystique well, is the only one of their crew who like has I it I think together. It originally like in the first script, it was supposed to be Sabretooth, Mystique, and Pyro, which is a much more threatening team than whatever's happening here. But then Pyro's yeah. in class still. Yeah. Pyro's yeah. just like a child now. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that because there's Brian Cena bullshit with that too. Whatever. It's a, we'll different, it's a anyway. different Pyro. We're it about to get Pyro. to it. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So let's go to the X Mansion where Wolverine's lying on a table and his eyes are flickering because he's awake. Trying still to waking see... up. Yeah. Trying, or... to, trying to gauge his surroundings with his tracking power and his nose and his Wolverine and his powers. No, he doesn't. Guys, he's not even. A... <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not, not he, awake yet. He's not he's awake. Like coming Jean, awake. Yeah, and Jean, Jean is, comes in. Jean is trying to trying to gauge what his health levels are. Yeah, and... she puts like a little needle in him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he, and then like, he wakes up. Right, and he jumps up and like break the thing breaks. Like like the needle breaks against his skin, and he like no, it doesn't. 
Yeah, he has to pull it, it out later. He's not like Luke Cage. Yeah, <laughs> he can still get an injection. He'll just heal later. Yeah. Um, so anyway, right, he right. like okay. jumps up. He he puts her in a chokehold, runs away. Well, well, he looks down at her and sniffs at her, and then lets her go and runs away. Well, he's very panicked. He's not doing well. No, no, he's not. He's this having whole a scene rough is day. like hilarious yeah. to me because he's running around. He finds like some clothes. He pulls to put off on. all the all the things that were like tracking his heartbeat and stuff. He pulls out yeah. the needle thing. He has mm-hmm. he gets a hoodie from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, because there's all these costumes. There's all the leather outfits. The well, X Men. I mean, he's also like, like running around in a panic because he's like, like, where am I? Like sweatshirts and sweatpants, which I guess is like that's what they wear after they go to the danger room or if they're going to go. Like that's just why that's there. Not that oh, it's explained, but I think no. it's supposed to be like, yeah, it's by the by the danger room, which is See, like the X Men. I thought after they area. used the danger room, they just all fucked. Like I thought that's what they did. Yeah, but then after that, that they is put on dangerous the sometimes. <laughs> they put on the sweatshirts anyway, so he puts on a cool X Men sweatshirt. So that we can't see him shirtless anymore. But like, is unzipped enough that you can still yeah. like see his yeah, chest, dude. Uh, teenage Ryan sure enjoyed that, that scene more than he probably should have. This um, is this, this is where I texted Maddie and said that I really miss um, superhero physique from like this time because it's yeah. gotten like so out of control now. Oh no, I agree. And this like I feel like he is like, like Hugh Jackman is like really attractive and like nicely built and everything like that. And then like later on, he just looks like dried. I know meat he's like got veins. giant veins. Yeah, the veins yeah. are so bad. Oh my god, I know it's I, too it's, much. Just let, let like him he clearly have a... he looks dehydrated and he's admitted that he has to dehydrate for those scenes. I don't um, know why though. It's, it's so, so it's weird. too much. It is too much. Stop anyway, it, Hollywood. I thought I love this. He's also younger here, so I'm sure it was easier for him to like get to this level. True, but like you can do that as like an older dude. You know how you old can. he was I'm just in this pointing movie? it out. Yeah, he was 34 in this movie. That is the age that I'm going to be in a year. <gasps> and you're gonna look exactly like him. You're gonna become Wolverine. I'm perfect for Wolverine. <laughs> I'm Wolverine anyway, too. So then Xavier starts <laughs> fucking with Logan immediately. Yeah. Okay. So why does Xavier do this? By the way, he's no, like, don't, he's just no. like fucking with it. I fucking hate Xavier. He puts uh, he puts noises in his brain. He's like over here. Just like, let's just go to be get an him. Asshole. Yeah. Like, literally just to be an asshole. Well, I think it's to get him to come see Xavier. No, I mean that is know, what he's gonna but... do. But it's like there's so many other ways you can do this, Xavier. Like literally just have somebody explain to Wolverine. So Wolverine doesn't think there's crazy well, voices maybe, in his head. Wolverine kind of has, like, a whole, like, primal PTSD thing going on, so maybe it's like, oh, I know he'll respond to this as, like, an animal man. Listen, I just don't like Charles Xavier. I don't either. I I don't either. I I like him. I mean, I like Pat Stewart. Did I miss a lot? He's he's a real dick in the cartoons. Like oh. he he like repeatedly comics, uses his so powers to just manipulate people, and yeah, I find it really, really bad. But anyway, he's much nicer in in the movie. That's because I mean I mean I don't know. I'm very pro Magneto at this at, point in my like, life. Like Patrick Stewart would be like, oh, he's a bad guy. It's like Patrick Stewart. He's like really nice. So yeah, is that too. No, maybe I yeah maybe I just really like Patrick Stewart. Um, that helps a lot but anyway he's being like a weird dick here i think i mean (laughs) i mean also wolverine doesn't doesn't know where he is he's running in these like weird labs that are giving him a ptsd attack like mary ellen said and so he takes this elevator upstairs and he's hiding which is hilarious because he's hiding from school children and i laughed so hard at that again but like you know he doesn't know where the fuck he is also he runs into a wall which is also a door I've always yeah, been confused about that. Yeah, how does he figure out that. that it's a door? I've never known. I've always thought it was a wall, and every single time I'm surprised, and I don't know why. <laughs> every time? You're yes. like, whoa. Every time. <laughs> like, why is this wall a door? 
Yeah, so he goes it's a in. secret door. It, it is. is a secret he goes door. in. It's a secret door, and Xavier's in there teaching three kids physics. Yeah, and it's actually them like to write an essay for a physics class. I was like, what the fuck? All but right. honest, honestly, the uh, student to teacher ratio in this school is like wickedly impressive. It is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like five students, and it's like specifically like Kitty Pride, Jubilee, yeah. Pyro, Iceman, and like a no name mutant that kind of looks like Psylocke. Joe. It's Joe. It's Jill. Jill. Jill Valentine. Anyway, Jane so they, the kids all leave because I guess physics is over now that this random man is here. <laughs> I hate when my classes are interrupted by weird animal men just stumbling in. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time. And so, like, as they leave, Kitty walks through the door. And so Logan kind of gleans, like, oh, this is some weird mutant place for mutants. Yeah. And, and Xavier's first reaction is to, like, physics. Want some breakfast? <laughs> yeah. He's like, he like holds up a physics textbook and is like, that's what I do here. Uh, and Logan's just like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> yeah. And he like doesn't explain. No, he doesn't. Um, Instead, like a bunch of like the X-Men just walk into the room. Well, Scott. I mean, I guess you're right. Scott and, and Storm, I guess, come in. Yeah. And then Gene eventually does. Yeah. And the press is like, they saved you. Yeah, he's like introducing them. He's like, this is Aurora Monroe, also known as Storm. Storm. This is Scott Summers and Cyclops. And you've already met Jean Grey. And everyone just kind of like arches their eyebrows a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then and, and then Wolverine makes an offensive comment where he's like, what do they call you, wheels? Yeah. Because he's, he's sassy and edgy. And this is before people were like slightly more aware of like not being mean to disabled people. Yeah, seriously. It's still yeah. bad. It's still pretty bad. Yeah. Um. And so then Professor X is like, he tells him who Magneto is, and Wolverine is like, I don't give a fuck about any of this. <laughs> I at mean, all. why should he? But then I they, know. but then there's like, he's like, where's the girl? Where's Rogue? And he's like, yes. oh, she's fine. He's in, she's in class. Yeah. yeah. And then oh, I don't know when it starts, but they started like inspirational music montage at, as he explains the school. No, but before that, I do have to mention oh. there's a moment here where like. Wolverine goes to leave and Cyclops is in the doorway and he grabs Cyclops and like lifts him up. He's like, you want to get out of my way, bub? And Cyclops, for some reason, just like looks at Wolverine's dick. And like, that's no, he doesn't. What? He looks over what? Wolverine's shoulder at Professor X. At Professor no, first he, he looks, looks at, at Wolverine's and dick like... and then he looks at Professor no, he... X. He does. Okay, whatever. Whatever. Guys, there's no you evidence of that at all. We can't <laughs> no. see his eyes and we'll never be able to see his eyes. They so have we don't sex know. there. That's right, true. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, he looks at Professor X and it's like kind of a funny moment where he's like, so boss, do I have permission to kick this guy's yeah, ass? Or yeah, what? basically. Also, and, okay, so James Marston, I, I love James Marston anyway. I think he's a wonderful actor, but shout out. I'm sure. He's yeah, listening. shout out to James Marston. But uh, I was we just watched like the first season of the 90s cartoon and like the way that his dialogue and his inflections in this is so obvious that he went and actually watched the reference material because he sounds exactly like, yeah. like the cartoon version going forward. I don't forward. think that's a bad thing, though. No, I don't I either. Mean, it's basically the same portrayal of Cyclops as before, which is like a Boy Scout who obeys Xavier. Yeah, good actors in this movie. All right, now yeah. we can get to the musical montage that Marion's excited about. <laughs> Well, I'm so just, excited about it. It's just like a monologue about it's like oh my god, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, we have a basketball court, and you know, Gene and Scott have some sort of weird sex thing where she shoots stuff at him, and he blasts it with his eyes. I don't even know. And Xavier's just like talking over it. Xavier's just like. I've well, he's like, my we, first we started, here. yeah, we started with Storm and Gene and Scott, and now we have a whole new generation, and 
sometimes they go out into the world. Sometimes they stay on as teachers. And it's like, we got this really cool thing going on. And it's yeah. great. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like, and Wolverine's like, I still don't care. And he's like, but I can help you find out about your secret mystery. Yeah. Past. He's like, it's been 15 years, Logan. Hasn't, hasn't it? it? And Wolverine's 15 like, how years do you since- know? <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of fucked up that Xavier just like goes uses that. people's brains without asking them right. at all. Right. But and also uses that to make yeah, them exactly. do what he wants. This is so, why I don't like him. But he's yeah, more gentle about why. it here. He well, is sure, gentle but that's, about again, it. But it's like a long running. It's, it's like a weird Stewart. character thing. But yeah. I think it's it's interesting. I I feel like in the newer movies with the what's his name, the Scottish guy James McAvoy. Yeah, I yeah. feel like they're more explicit about. him him not using that power against oh, people. Oh, yeah. I which think is the interesting. James McAvoy iteration is, like, more aware of how creepy that would be. Yeah. Like, over time, I think writers have become, like, how Ooh. do we make Xavier not seem like a dick? Like, we've, right. we've got to figure this out. Like, he can't just control people all the time. Yeah, I mean, but that was a big shift. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so in this montage, there's a couple things I wanted to point out. So there's, like, these kids playing basketball, and, like, there's a kid just, like, moving at warp speed to catch the ball. That was originally supposed to be Gambit, and they decided not mm. to do that because originally he was supposed to catch it and then accidentally blow up the ball, but Brian Snare was like, that makes no sense, so we'll do this other thing instead. <laughs> not that the other thing makes any sense either. Like, none of this makes sense, but whatever. Um, but right. then I'm we... glad you were here to point that out. Yes, but uh, so the other thing is um, that scene where Rogue's in class and Jubilee. Iceman. Yeah, Jubilee's well, there. Well, that's what happens next. So. Yeah. So we go to a scene where Rogue is just like in a high school class now, right. apparently. And Iceman's and there's there. all these cameos. Jubilee's there. Pyro's there. Kitty Pride's there. Pyro. Yeah, not that, that they're Pyro. introduced as such, but it's clear that that's who everybody's supposed to be. Right. And Iceman's like, "Welcome to Mutant High." Makes like a little ice rose for Rogue. But yeah. that's after she like you know. Well, I think Pyro was trying to press her first by making the little ball of fire. Everybody, all the boys want to fuck Rogue, which is unrealistic. I feel like high school boys. Yeah. Also, aren't Rogue's like, this. like, I literally can't fuck any of you. Sorry. Like so. this is was... the one girl in school that they can't touch physically, and all the boys are like falling over themselves to impress her for some reason. Was it, but but maybe... do they know yet? I don't know. Really? Because I, I feel like know. they react very strongly when they see. The demonstration of her powers. This was also. I, I feel like they must know something though, because it might like, be kind of like a don't ask, don't tell sort of situation. I yeah. don't know. Maybe they're all waiting for her to demonstrate her powers because they're all demonstrating theirs. And somehow Storm doesn't notice any of it until like Iceman freezes Pyro's fire, but they're all like yeah. blatantly using their powers in the background. <laughs> yeah. That's also it's... Pyro One, by the way, who quit that film. And Kitty Pride also left. I mean, both they got of them Juno. Are... Yeah, yeah. They got Juno, who's way better. Well, there that she's actually Kitty Pride three, Juno. But oh, there's another Kitty Pride in the second movie. But this kid that plays tough to be Kitty. I know, but the kid that plays that Pyro in this back then was right after that film, making allegations against Brian Singer for oh, being at wow. a pub, like a huge like gay centric wow. party and he, saying something about like how he got the part because like of some hot tub thing. Oh, man. That sucks. Uh, and, yeah. and that lines up with like all the stories about these parties. And, yeah. yeah. God damn. I, wow, I, know. I didn't even I, know that. Dude, I know. That's why there's a pyro too. So that's, yeah. that's how that oh, all comes about. Fuck all of that. I know. Oh, I, I now, keep bringing it up. Now I'm like up. really worried about the actor who played Iceman. I'm sure. I oh know. yeah. I think that any of the guys that worked with Brian Singer like probably dealt with some weird. Yeah. Gay, I don't know. I, I, when Wait, I was I, young, you're saying I mean it's it's not just about being gay it's about being like a predator a child yeah yeah, yeah. exactly like he's like, fucking... like a 
director who has and way I more I hate power that we keep on you. having to come back to it in this film, but there's like so many moments in here that I'm like, oh, were there like historically like there was a yeah, thing I made mean, events by and singer, which is too bad because like his work well, on this film Well, it definitely film was, like changes how I see a movie that I yeah, watched a billion times as a right. kid. Yeah, exactly. That's what I try and point out. And like, oh, it's weird. It's all weird. I mean, maybe Hollywood shouldn't like enable sexual predators. Wow. If only people talked about that oh wait this Ever. week they suddenly all decided to at once <laughs> uh all right anyway i just want to say i feel like bobby's behavior in this scene is wildly unrealistic no high school boy it's almost very like nice. twilight remember when we watched twilight yeah that was fun. it is but it's also like it's just a level of like kindness and assertiveness and self-confidence that i feel like no boy has at no. this age which oh, is no. fine yeah. where he like instantly is like not only am i gonna hit on rogue i'm gonna make her a cool rose yeah. and like give and it be to nice her to her yeah. and like be jokey and cool with her like right out of the gate i don't know it's it's weird i just i, just, I didn't really buy i just want to give an update um so i asked my sister anna if she was actually rogue uh she responded wah rogue um so that's that i think it's a All cover right. i think it's a front it sounds like that <laughs> yeah anyway apparently there's a horse stable at the x mansion i don't know why Dude, but this that's... Uh, this version of the x mansion is like ridiculous it is ridiculous like like as logan's on his little tour the place where they end up is a horse stable and i was, I was like this I was campus like, rocks it rocks but i was also like is this supposed to be symbolic of something like why is that where they're ending up is a stable like but I can't think of anything. No, I think mean. it was just aesthetically interesting. I don't know. Anyway, that's where the tour ends. And Logan, like, stands there in a stable looking yep. at a horse. Pretty much. Yeah, and, and that's where even... Professor X is like, I can help you yeah. discover and he's the also, like, about yourself. Babbling about Magneto. Yeah, and Logan's like, I don't care about Man, he's, he's, he's like, like why are you still talking boyfriend. about this dude? Like, who is he? <laughs> he's my boyfriend. He's my boyfriend. So this isn't where he... They, Use Cerebro, right? That's later, I think. No, that's Cere- later. Cerebro. Uh, Sorry. Then we see Mystique, but, well, not yet. No, then we, we see, see Senator, Senator Kelly, Kelly in a helicopter. Uh, I, cool. oh, oh, my God. I made a note here where it says Senator Kelly walks out into 2017. Oh, my God, yeah. A little the, bit. The protest. Like, because that's he's I, walking that was my out, reaction he's, to he's that. Going I like the one person who's too. holding up the sign that says, send them to the moon. I'm like, yeah, what? I actually took note of that because I was like, I wonder if that's supposed to be a reference to like all the times that Magneto have has created like mutant bases in space. But yeah. What? That's yeah. Yeah. That's like a whole thing. It's <gasps> like a thing. Magneto is constantly trying to create spaces where only mutants can live because like ethically he's like, we should just leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like and so fuck this place. sometimes he'll create them like on moons, not in the asteroids, moon, but like other moons. There's, there's well, sure. Yeah. You don't want to be cliche. You want to yeah. try yeah. new moon. You want to try and find some other moon. How, did, yeah. how does he live on a moon? He he'll breathe. just like build a, a compound there that is livable. Right. But basically his wow. ethos is like, we just need to get away from humans the because moon. they're never going to give us a place to live on earth. Yeah. Would it be funny if it was him holding that sign in the crowd? <laughs> It, it is. is. That was amazing. <laughs> Sent us to the moon. Anyway, I did wonder like if that sign was some prop maker being like, let's let's like refer to that. But anyway. No, I remember reading about that scene. It was that all the extras were told to just like bring signs, and I think they did. Well, that person could have been a Great huge story. nerd. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. You're thanks. welcome. So they anyway, were all then told Senator to do this, Kelly. and that's what they did. Gets anyway. into a helicopter, and he's with his assistant, who is apparently Henry Geirich. Not that it, I mean, or is it? No, but, it you know, who's, that's who's Henry Geirich? Okay, Henry Geirich is like this guy that initialized the Sentinel program to happen. Like he's not yeah, trash, the robots trash that hunt down them. the isn't the that later? isn't that Tyrion from Game of Thrones? No, no, that's that's no, that's trash. Trask, Trask builds them. 
Gyrick is like his like evil boyfriend who like is like a powerful. I thought his I thought his evil boyfriend was um the guy who eventually turns Wolverine to Wolverine. You're talking about William Stryker? Yeah, isn't Stryker like his evil boyfriend in that movie? He's like sitting I mean, in the lab in the with movies, him. Yes, but I in mean, the comics, I guess. in the comics, Trask's evil boyfriend is Gyrick because Gyrick survives, and they're like buddies and boyfriends, and they make robots that want to kill mutants. Together. Yeah, and that's it, like a, a thing. If you're but gonna... in this version, Gyrick is just a throwaway character who's like an assistant to yeah. Senator Kelly. Yeah, okay. well, that's only because like in the original script, Gyrick was a huge part of that story. And supporting Senator Kelly, but since the right. lot got cut, this is the only time we see him. And it's like not yeah. really him, is it? It's not. No, it's he not. Dead. He's already dead. He dead. Yeah. So they get on the this helicopter and you know, Senator Kelly's They're just on making the phone. casual conversation about bigotry. Right, just, pretty just much like a couple of guys, couple of white guys hanging and, out in a helicopter. Right. Well, and, right. Se- and Senator Kelly's being like even more explicitly awful, being like, God, they just disgust me. Like, can you yeah. imagine like having can you a share imagine a children that are like mutants we should lock them all away they're yeah. such those fucking assholes yeah and he's also he also is like kind of megalomaniacal about it he's like this is what i was made to do yeah which is like yeah 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 that weird... so he's like even creepier in private about it right mm-hmm. but he, then, he's already creepy enough in public about yeah, it yeah right and then he looks out the window and he's like realizes that he's like just over the ocean he's like yo where the fuck are we and then <laughs> as he's looking out the window <laughs> yo, that's, that's uh, verbatim He's like, yeah. where the, so the fuck Gyric are we? Transforms into Mystique. This is the coolest introduction. I think it's this so is good. really good. Yeah, and I agree. She's I love like, it. men like you are why I was afraid to go to school as a child. And, like, and then kicks she him unconscious. Kicks him in the in face. face, dude. Okay, like wait. A million times. Behind the scenes of that, since Rebecca Romaine was wearing these contacts that were like so huge, she only had like ten percent vision. She like actually injured that actor, like because <laughs> she just like actually did kick him in the face and like gave him an injury. That's amazing. But bad, but amazing. But funny. I mean, he's probably not a bigot in real life, but there's a chance. I mean, <laughs> I don't think so. Not. I think this whole cast is pretty great. So then Mystique goes and pilots the plane or co-pilots the plane, I don't know. And then yeah, it goes Yeah, cuz Toad is is flying in the front. Yeah. yeah. And so George then Mall. then then we go back to like the X Mansion where like Wolverine and Jean Grey are just like super flirting in the med lab. Yeah, well, Logan is, like, really coming on strong with her. And yeah. he's like, guess you couldn't wait to make me take my shirt off again. And, and Jean just, just like, like, puts him oh, in the machine. Brother. She doesn't even respond. Yeah. She, like, puts yeah. him into the x-ray machine. Mm-hmm. And, like, checks out his adamantium skeleton. Yeah. And then it cuts to the X-Men talking about Wolverine's adamantium skeleton. So it's, like, Storm, Cyclops, Jean, and Xavier. And they're but all, like... But not Wolverine. Right. Well, I know. Yeah. It, yeah. Eh, anyway <laughs> it's but they're, very, all, they're like, all trying to figure out why magneto's after wolverine right because that's what they think is happening and, and, and like xavier like burns him he's like well he's not like the strongest mutant and it's like whoa yeah Chill out man <laughs> yeah and then storm's like who would have like done this baby to him? Mutant. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's a baby mutant. He's actually an old mutant, but whatever. Yeah, he's like older than they well, think. Well, this is where they get the line where he's like, he could very well be older than you, professor. And yeah. it's like, what? And Xavier's like, well, that, sh- that sucks because I'm pretty old, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so Xavier's old. Xavier's like, I'm extremely old, so well, like, that's, that's insane. impossible. 
Yeah. Um. Uh. So I think they make a comment of like like who would do this to him and like you know they don't really know and they're trying to figure right. that out and how would you survive the procedure? They're talking about like mutant experimentation and they obviously Jean reveals that he has this healing factor that made it possible for somebody to install the skeleton in him, but it's still like unethical for that to have happened. And right. Like, and it's, like, it's like basically. kind of fucked yeah. up. And so then they're like, but why would they want him? And Xavier's like, I'm not sure it's him that they want, but I, I don't know. I'm going to be vague about that. For like now. maybe he was just in the way of something <laughs> else, but instead of revealing anything or using well, my <laughs> psychic fucking powers, I don't know. <laughs> Well, he can't read Magneto's mind. I mean, he says that, but yeah, he whatever. said he was having trouble like getting to his brain. Or yeah, but that's later in the Magneto scene. I would yeah. assume that like any of those characters that are working with Magneto know what the plan is, though. So if he like it, like looked for Mystique, Sabretooth, or Toad, like he would find out what they would need. What's actually that's happening? But I don't think he knows that those are the people that Magneto's working with yet. I feel like they don't even know that Magneto's Brotherhood like exists. They don't know anything. The they know. Are I guess that's true. They just know some. They just know some wild cat guy jumped out of yeah, the they bushes. Yeah, do, they do. know that Sabretooth like attacked Wolverine, but they don't know who he is. I don't know. Xavier sucks. I don't know why he doesn't like try to do anything useful, but he doesn't. <laughs> mm. um, then it goes to it's the Senator Kelly is. Senator Kelly's, Senator Kelly's been the, kidnapped. Yeah, he's been strapped to that like metal armchair. And Magneto, yeah. Mystique, and Sabretooth and Toad are all there being like super fucking creepy. Like Toad's eating a yeah. pigeon that's sitting there. <laughs> and like Sabretooth's like growling and Mystique's like yeah. sexually like touching him. It's really mm-hmm. like. They're all being like peak themselves. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then Magneto walks in and Senator Kelly's like, whatever you do to me, it'll just prove everybody right about you guys. And Magneto's like, oh, you think you're a God-fearing man? Doesn't seem accurate. I think you're just afraid of me. I actually kind of love Ian McKellen's portrayal of Magneto he's in this. He's where so he's just, sassy. Like, he's, I know, he's just kind of like leaning in, like grinning a little bit. He's like, oh, you. You just wait. I love him. I love him. Makes a little I snarky did, joke. I did think they really padded his shoulders to like an intense level. Yeah. It's, and I think there's like a bodysuit thing going on because he like looks jacked like underneath his little sweaters. Like, I don't yeah. know, man. I mean. He doesn't need to be jacked. He's just like a cool old dude. I, you know, I got to point out that for like all these characters that do have these weird costumes. Magneto is like the only one who stayed to his comic book costume. And it doesn't look totally ridiculous in this film at all. Well, they make it black. I yeah. mean, they don't make it like red, but like, so they do change that. I think it's but like yeah, a dark you're right. They keep his red. helmet and they yeah. keep like, I, I think they actually alter the cut of the cape a little bit. And I think it looks really, really cool. I do I like too. His cape. I, I liked how it all worked out. And I so, like him. So He's uh, great. Magneto just like gives this whole speech about like, you know, I don't remember. But I'm like, not a guy. I mean, he says, yeah, yeah he, he says but, what I just said. And then, then they take Senator Kelly over this weird bridge. Yeah. And there's like a machine. It's so hype. It's like a. It's so much. Yeah. And Magneto like hops up into the machine. And, and Senator like, Kelly's like, what are you going to do to me? And Magneto's like, well, God, let's just say God works too slow. Yes. And, and then so, they start the machine and it creates this like massive glowing electromagnetic radiation yeah. blah blah sci-fi it doesn't make I any mean, fucking it's sense. like classic x-men yeah <laughs> it doesn't work at all but it works it works by magneto putting his hands on these like hand holders yeah these two like metal pillars and then getting his hands a magnet on. And it's, like, clearly tiring him out to right. do it and it looks painful right and he get and he gets a magnet spinning really fast around him and that also and I'm like, mm. 
This machine. Okay. You know how magnets create like a magical yeah. force field. You know when that, you like, spin really stuff? fast, you like <laughs> you start glowing. Yeah. He I mean, he looks. He doesn't look great. We get weird no. like distorted images of his face. Like ah. Yeah. Like yeah. clearly the machine is doing something. But meanwhile, um, Mystique and Sabretooth are just standing there, and they're affected by the rays. But like they're clearly they're not affected. They're just standing right. There Whereas and, Senator like, Kelly, fine. like he he just starts yelling. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's painful for him to be hit by right. this like massive. Yeah. He's like. Like, ah, energy pulse yeah so that's scary and then we cut away from that to to like something that's like almost horror where it's like this terrible thing horror horrific things happening and then it cuts to like wolverine gene flirting in a bedroom <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's like why i don't know gene gene is clearly attracted to wolverine but mm. like it doesn't want to act but scott's on it. in the yeah. picture yeah and so he's asking her what her powers are and she's like actually, you know actually i'm telekinetic actually i'm says. telekinetic and she like slams something shut in the background and i wrote a yeah dip. she slams his little wardrobe shut i wrote a note like here where i go jean gray's a ghost <laughs> she's a poltergeist i always so thought that, the characterization of jean gray is she like this in the comic books where she's like oh i'm i'm not nearly that powerful oh, i can't do very much like is she like that it's, um, she's like that in the cartoon but not sure, in the comic which I book hate, but not in the comics in the comics she uh, does a lot She's and like, then there's like a weird reinforcement by Scott where Scott's like, you have to be careful. Like, you I know. can't do bad things. God, it's uh, so Jean, uh, Jean Grey is, she's somebody like Emma Frost. They're both very calculating people and they go into things with plans. And like, that's why the two of them, I mean, besides the fact that Emma gets between Scott and her, but they both are Ooh. characters that are really smart. And like, yeah. they have a plan for everything. And they're also both incredibly everything. powerful But in Emma is with, is with Kevin Bacon, so... I mean, that's, yeah, in the comics, she starts off working for Sebastian Shaw, but... How did Sebastian Shaw stay the same age for all of World War uh, Two? Well, that's and actually, like, one of the ongoing problems. Okay, also, Sebastian is Shaw is in Magneto this movie. Magneto is supposed to still have the same backstory, but yeah. he can't because of time. Right. So sure. they've had to, like, create Magneto clones and shit to justify that. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's cool. tough because if you have like a real world event that happened at a specific time and you want it to be like your character's backstory, then yeah, that's you yeah. have tough. to let Pretty much. them die. But then nobody wants those characters to die. Oh, wants Magneto. Awesome. Well, you need Magneto Jr. or something. Well, mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. just do what the X-Men do and they just like literally rip the character out from an alternate universe and put them there. Oh, yeah. cool. That's that's like a joke with the X Men is that they time travel a lot and they also go to alternate realities. Movies do and just like fuck up the timeline irreparably. (laughs) Just that and have Michael Fassbender stay the same age for like fifty years. No, I can't even deal with like that. Uh, When fucking what was it? Uh, Days of Future Past happened. They're like all the events happened, and that's we got like this weird fucking Zelda timeline going on where it's like what happened after Ocarina of Time and like nobody really knows and I don't know well Days of Future Past like kind of fixed it and then they like re-messed it up with... I know like within seconds like I, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even deal with that okay so anyway going back to the scene so Gene is like talking to Logan and Logan's like why don't you read my mind I, are you afraid of what you'll you'll like it and he she's thinks like, it'll no. be like real sexy and it's like horrifying and Gene's like, just like, yeah. like she tries to read his mind and it's like this terrifying scene of him being operated on in the weapon x program yeah. and she's like cringing and he's like hey sexy right are you into it and what they're like think? cyclops walks in and he's like what the fuck is happening in here like, <laughs> and then gene's like it's oh great. hi scott i guess i better stop openly flirting with this guy who just showed up here like a this few animal days man ago. in the hoodie i know and over it's like because there's Cyclops, he's like, you're going to tell me to stay away from your girl? And Cyclops is like, if I had to do that, she wouldn't be, she my, wouldn't girl, be my girl, but stay away from my girl. I was just like, <laughs> it's, 
It's so dumb. But he also has a line here where he's like, I bet you're annoyed that a boy like me saved your life. Which, why does he call himself you're a boy? 30. I don't know. But this is, that's like also the point where I realized that James Marston sounded exactly like the cartoon Cyclops. And yes. I was like, oh my God, this, this is, is also amazing. like the cartoon Cyclops and Wolverine are so gay for each other. And like this scene reminded me so much me of too. this. Is I, when I, like, I started like shipping them. I was like, yeah. I can see Mary this. Ellen, Mary Ellen messaged me at this point and was like, I ship them. And I yeah. was like, join. The yeah. Club. I mean, like, that's what it is. Like it, they have such a weird relationship. Well, cause the way I put it to Maddie is Jean Grey deserves better than both of them. I mean, but yes. also they're both like messy but they deserve each other yeah honestly gene gray deserves storm yeah Mm. okay (laughs) all right i can see it i mean does anyone deserve also also storm deserves to talk oh my god i know it's so bad that there's like Uh, she has like a weird like accent in this like a vague accent they try to let her have an accent but like halle berry doesn't have an accent and like can't do it it's like nobody had an accent coach for this movie they wanted anna paquin and halle berry to have accents but they didn't want to pay for anyone to teach them they also didn't want to pay for the like one black female character to say any lines in this movie it's so dumb anyway Storm has yet to actually do anything. Oh my god! Except to like right, be so, around okay, and make so it snow. The next scene goes right to Logan having a nightmare, and we get shots of Weapon X like fucking with him. We don't know what's going on. Oh yeah, because like Gene like brought it up in his brain. Right, yeah. And so now, oh, so now he's just then like, the entire it. like New Mutants trailer is inside his brain. And meanwhile, Rogue like somehow gets it in her head that she should go into Logan's room. Well, in she hears him night. through the vent. She hears her him in her room. Yeah, it's so weird though. But like, yeah, why? if you're like a teenage, well, I think she still feels most safe with him because he's like her buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like they're both new to this place, and so right. she, I don't and know. And she's like, but it's I'm gonna weird. go I... check on him, and so she runs in, and like she's trying to wake him up without touching but him. But she can't touch him, which is dumb. And of course, and... Wolverine's wearing no clothes, so. <laughs> so. I mean, he's hopefully wearing like pants. I mean, yeah. yeah, but it's classic Wolverine. It's like I can't wake you up because you're sleeping naked, but whatever. That's <laughs> yeah, a classic Wolverine. <laughs> um, like, why do so, so many episodes like revolve around that dilemma? It's so weird. I don't know. It's like every episode of the cartoon, it which really... is for kids. Weirdly, oh anyway. So somehow he wakes <laughs> up. He wakes up and he's like immediately in panic mode, claws out, and he stabs her. Yeah, yeah. through like the chest, dude. Yeah. I actually love the 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 way they stage this because it's just like at least 10 seconds of silence of him like realizing yeah. that like he just stabbed somebody yeah. and they're just staring at each other and he like looks horrified and, and he like doesn't like even dying. like bring his claws back right away he's like staring at her and then looking down and he looks he looks really well, upset we get it's like a really cool they don't show her getting stabbed they show his claws inside of her through the yeah. back yeah um like they they pull out to and then they show that. him like retracting them and like they're just staring at each other and she's bleeding from the back. It's from so the good. It's claws. so good. It's, and then she somehow has the wherewithal to know that if she touches him, she'll get his healing factor. Yeah. And yeah. Wolverine screams for help right before that. So like, yeah, but it's, but it's like, it's his acting. Hugh Jackman's acting is really good in the scene. Cause it's like that. It's like if you're in a dream and you're like panicking, you yeah, can't get your voice that's loud what, that's enough. What, oh my God. It's so, it's yeah, so he's like good. hesitantly screaming for he's help. Like, almost oh, like he already oh. knows it would be too late. Yeah. Right. It's so sad. But then she touches him and like he starts reacting to like her draining his powers. Um, and she heals and we watch as her wounds heal and as then, she's like taking his powers. Right. And then like and then he passes this, out. During this, like a bunch of kids show up and are staring and then like 
Storm, I think, runs in. And she's and like, Jean, I think. And they just I don't stare know. for a second. Scott. They're like, what the fuck is happening? Like, they're all yeah. just like, yeah. what? And like, Rogue is like standing over Wolverine's collapsed body. And well, like, who's, nobody who's knows like seizing on the ground? Happened. Like, yeah. yeah. He starts doing the seizure thingy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the kid, and Rogue is like, it was an accident. Yeah, and, and, then, and then I love that and this, when and she, the kids like part. Yeah, it's like it's like she's, she's a freak away. among freaks. It's like so, it's so it's heavy sad. handed, but it's so good. So like, well, I like. There's so many times where Wolverine gets knocked out and then wakes up in this film as like a framing device. So then he wakes up again. They're like, "Hello, Logan." Wait, like, wait. And he's like, "Again, God damn it!" <laughs> it's like, what happened? I know. Wait, isn't that later that he asked? Maybe not. No, he like wakes up right away i feel like because that's when i started realizing like wow he has to like i don't know because listen i wrote for my next note i don't even know why it says this it's just oh no oh no it says something about senator kelly jello ella ella mary ellen (laughs) eh, eh. (laughs) i think i think because the next scene is slides through bars yeah Yeah. okay oh my god i don't know why like i didn't write any real notes i'm glad that you wrote that because i forgot about that scene and he turns to jelly yeah, yeah, he has a mutant power now. Okay, the, well, the crazy he, did, he doesn't really understand thing. that, though, because he's, like, he's pressing his face against the bars of his cell, and he his head, like, turns to jello, and he goes through it, and he's like, the fuck is happening? It's kind of like a mm-hmm. Mr. Fantastic sort of thing. like a, Yeah, like, he's yeah. really stretchy, and so he manages to get out of his cell right. through stretchiness. Yep, and then Magneto comes towards his cell by creating like that crazy like metal walkway yeah, yeah that's a cool thing like there's just like a bunch of pieces of like platform i don't know like tiles. i feel like they do that a lot and yeah. that's just how he travels around yeah just, he just carries pieces of metal with him i mean i think it's pretty fucking cool though because like all these cool. little like tiles are coming across and it makes his little walkway for him to cross to this cell that has no other entrance to it and mm-hmm. yeah he rips the gate off the wall and finds Senator Kelly just like hanging off like a, a rock. And he's like, where are you going to go, Senator? It's yeah, good. who will take you in? Like yeah. basically mocking like him, his response to me. Yeah, and, and fucking Ian McKellen's like grinning and like I know, smirking. It's, it's so fun. And then, you know, he motions to Sabretooth. He's like, uh, pick him up, get him out, get him out of here. And Sabretooth goes grab him. But, you know, Senator Kelly just falls he's through too, all of his clothes. He's just too dang slippery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he falls into the sea. Yep. And Magneto's really annoyed by this. Yeah. Because now they've lost Senator Kelly. And that was like their fun toy that they were playing with. It was, yeah. it was sort of like their piece. Like, you know, they, they're like, okay, so if we can convert Senator Kelly, then we can show people like, you know, what it's really like. But yeah, but now that's abandoned. Yeah. And yeah. so, so he gets pissed off and locks Sabretooth in there. Um, yeah. Also, Maddie. I didn't think about this until I was watching this episode. I mean, sorry, this episode, this movie. The Magneto's on an island in the middle of nowhere. Is that Genosha? Oh, I don't know. Right? Like, I never thought about that. And Genosha. I was like, I don't it's, know. Genosha's another example of Magneto, like, trying to create an island somewhere that is just mutants. Mm. But yeah. yeah, I figure, I mean, the fact that he has, like, a base in the middle of nowhere is just classic Magneto. He's always doing that. So. Right. It's classic. It's classic what Magneto. Is, what uh, so then, anyway. s- then Senator Kelly. No, well, then it goes back to like their. Yeah, then it's the scene with Bobby and Rogue yeah. at lunch. I think. Oh, is well, it? At some point, it goes back to Wolverine, where they're like, "You didn't die. Don't worry." <laughs> at some point, I we think... find out that Wolverine is okay. <laughs> I think. Fine. I think it's pretty much they go from Guys, that this, to the beach. It was your responsibility to to take notes. Listen, I don't care. Anyway, <laughs> all of these things happen. Yeah. Um, 
Wolverine's fine. Wolverine's fine. He's we fine. go to this, like this beach where kids poking a jellyfish, and like there's like I don't even know. That's like a really weird scene. I never it's really just understood a real why. scene. Yeah, it's just like this kid poking a jellyfish, and his sister be like, "I'm gonna tell mommy," and like. Well, it's supposed to make us realize that Senator Kelly himself is the, he's a jellyfish. He's a yeah, he's a jellyfish. jellyfish. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it. like he gets out of the ocean. He doesn't have any clothes on for some reason anymore. Well, because he slipped through his clothes. Right. Yeah, but like also his pants are gone. And yeah. everybody's like, just staring, including Stan Lee. This is the first time he ever cameoed in a movie. Was oh, right here. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, he's yeah. standing there. Oh, and, and that's my like, favorite part of every Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, he's your favorite you character. It. Wow, your favorite awesome. superhero, anyway, Stan there's Lee. There's like a guy putting ketchup on a hot dog i don't know it's just it's just like a scene that illustrates like oh now senator kelly is like a weird jellyfish squishy man and everyone understands do you like, it's like to do you be like different. that dude in the background who's like so shocked that he's like squeezing an entire thing in suntan lotion on to do his girlfriend and i'm yes. like that's not the reaction i would have but okay <laughs> also none of the parents are like covering up their kids eyes that like this naked man like striding through the yeah yeah beach because he he like he like coalesces into a man again yeah, kind of. Who is a, bit, who but is he's a still senator. like jellyfish esque. Yeah, like don't they recognize him? It's I, like, weird. If like naked jelly McCain I mean, like walked up my beach, I know? feel like I might just be like that guy looks a lot like McCain, but he's probably a jellyfish. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe they, maybe it doesn't matter because he like you know dies, but then I forgot that Mystique does that whole thing at the end. So like yeah, people still think he's around. Yeah, people still think Senator. But there was Kelly's never like, like a, a news story of like guy who looks remarkably like Senator Kelly. I know, it shows up out of the water as a jellyfish and then walks around yeah, naked. Like, and oh there's my like God. hundreds of people on the beach yeah. seeing this. Right. Jesus. Anyway, I guess none of them recognize him, possibly because they're so distracted by the fact that he looks like a terrifying, veiny jellyfish man. Yeah. I mean, I kind of buy it. I feel like they wouldn't put Whatever. together that he looks like this. They can't tell because he's not wearing his glasses. Sure, that's what it is. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan got it. Got anyway, it. Anyway, right. so he grabs so, some of these pants and like puts them on thank, and like thank God off. we don't need to see old man dick. So then <laughs> yeah, like, the entire rest of that was just a close up on his jellyfish <laughs> dick. It was much. weird, a weird choice, um, weirdly erotic for me. I'm into it. I mean, thank I you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I feel like there is a conversation when Wolverine wakes up where like it's made clear that Xavier like isn't mad at Rogue or Wolverine or like yeah, yeah. doesn't blame them. Like at some point that is established, which then reflects later in this other scene where Rogue is like having lunch with Bobby. Yeah, but and- but we do at least have a brief moment when Wolverine wakes up and like everybody's like that was scary huh <laughs> boy that that sure was something when that teen girl wandered into your bedroom he's also like her. what the fuck happened to me and xavier's like oh he took your powers that's how it goes yeah yeah and so it's like explained that rogue has the ability to take people's powers yeah and but that's she never gets too. to do that like for real like she doesn't get to hang on to them yeah she does in the cartoons and comics but in this she doesn't. but not in here i know it's, it's like a temporary anyway. boost like power boost it's like a I kirby just... sort of thing Oh my God, Kirby! It's exact. She's Kirby. She's, she is Kirby. Yeah. Wait, but is Candy Diddy a monkey? What was that from? <laughs> when did we have that conversation? Every day of our lives. I, mean, oh, okay. I think we brought it up when we were talking to you about it, and you were like, "Guys, you're both idiots." Guys, we're like not even halfway through the movie. <laughs> and I, we're talking we about fucking like a going. Nintendo game. All right. okay. You too. All right. So this so, is this is the Bobby and Rose. You invited me here. I know. This was this is why it's never gonna happen again. This, oh, good. this is what. Good. Um, so Bobby and Rogue are like having a lunch and like Bobby is just a huge fucking dick. Well, Rogue is like, like sitting alone on a bench and Robbie com- Bobby comes and joins her and is like, hey, bitch. Hey, get out of here, bitch. bitch. Xavier is 
like so furious with you. He's they so don't even know what to do. Xavier hates you now, and everybody at the school hates you because you killed Wolverine. And she's like, uh, actually, you don't know what happened. If you'd seen everything, maybe you'd have a different perspective. And he just interrupts her and he's like, nope, get the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how it is. And so she runs yeah. away, but then we see his eyes shift into Mystique's eyes and yes. he like grins. And he's like, I'm Mystique. I feel like <laughs> it's got to be fun to do an X-Men film because I feel like at, at, at every point there was like every actor has had the chance to also play Mystique. To be, like to be yeah, Mystique like as the, themselves. Yeah. The super campy flamboyant Mystique character. It's yeah. like pretty fun. It seems oh like I think God. Hugh Jackman enjoys it personally. It seems like it, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then so then there's like a scene where like Logan comes bursting into a room where Xavier is and he's like, where is she? And everyone's like, where's and you? And Xavier thinks for a second and he's like, oh, she's gone. I know. I wrote it. Like, oh, my God. I wrote a note here where I said, Xavier says, oh, Rogue's gone. Oops, forgot to use my powers. That's what I wrote. <laughs> forgot to give a shit about the children I'm keeping here. Yeah, I forgot I to follow up on the girl who died. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and forgot like, to, like, check in on the mental awareness of, like, the teen girl that, great like. Great school is traumatized yeah. anyway so he he wheels on over to cerebro and i think this is the the moment where we finally find out what the fuck that is yeah and yeah this is where logan's like oh wow this is a big this is a big round room. Room. which somebody somebody has pointed out that cerebro has been used against xavier in every single like movie I, oh my <laughs> and it's like God, why it's do you true. keep using it well in this scene it actually is helpful he yes. uses it he finds Rogue. Rogue. She's at the train station. Which is apparently three miles away from them. So I don't know where the fuck they're located. But they're in New York. Also, like, how did she even get to it? They're, like, did she call a cab? Whatever. I don't know. They're in Westchester, New York, of yeah. course. Oh, so, uh, so, so and then Wolverine's like, I'm going to get her. And Wait, they're like, we a... have to work together. Yeah. yeah, Xavier's like, nope, Storm and Cyclops are going to go. Only. And there's also a brief moment where Logan is like, so can Jean use Cerebro or not? Yeah. And Jean is like, I'm just not powerful enough Yeah, to and do Scott's it. like, not right now. I don't think she even yeah. says He's that. He's like, it'd I think, be dangerous. I think yeah. this is like, okay, so in the first really two films, there's like a easy. lot of stuff where like they hint at Jean Grey potentially being the Dark Phoenix. And this is one of yes. them, I think. Okay. She doesn't say she can't use it because... She's not strong enough. She just says, I can't do it because it's dangerous. Well, she doesn't say dangerous. Scott interrupts her to say it. And then she almost looks like annoyed at him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Which I am too. I mean, point. he should be making out with Wolverine. Anyway, yeah. so they go. They but at one point, Wolverine tries to leave and Senator Kelly's like at the door. Yeah. Senator Kelly comes when they come back because after Rogue has been kidnapped. And like, that's like a whole side plot at that point. Mm, okay. yeah. But like, this is the scene where Wolverine steals a motorcycle and it's like kind of dumb. Yeah, he yeah. steals Remember, Scott's motorcycle. Because, yeah, because Scott and, and Storm are going to go to the train station to pick Rogue up, except that Wolverine beats them there and steals Scott's motorcycle and just like goes off to the train station yeah. on his own and, and gets there. And it's like a magic motorcycle that can go real fast. Yeah, and also <laughs> play like more like 90s synth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Wolverine gets to the train and Rogue is like on there already. Oh god, this is I another don't... great scene. I love this whole scene. It's so good. It made me like sad that Rogue didn't get to do more in this movie though. Mm. Like, yeah. I know. It did. I mean like I just every single time I watch these movies I'm always like is Anna Paquin going to start flying and get super strength? And I just envision it every time and it never happens. It never happens. She well, never yeah, gets weirdly, it. movies don't change uh, when you watch them a second time. They're actually the same. No, I, I'm, I'm talking about like in the other movies she's in, <laughs> like including Fly Away Home. Why isn't she like, yeah, that's a good point. Powers? 
as yeah, a good point. Yeah, I mean, I ask that every every day about Anna Paquin, like, in our real lives. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so, so she's looking at mom and a son, and they're, like, you know, cuddling and doing mom and son and touching. hugging. And she's, like, yeah. sad, sad because she'll never have that. And then Wolverine pops on in, and he's, like, hey, hey bitch. kid. <laughs> or what's kid. up? You running again, he says. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they have this nice moment where he kind of is, like, yeah, you know, the, the mansion seems weird, but I feel like it's the only place for people like us. And... Yeah. And he says, like, let's give those nerds another try. Or yeah, which, which I is was cute. cute. Well, yeah. also, he's like, well, she asks, she's like, you want me to go back, don't you? And he's like, I want you to follow your instinct, you know, like, do what you think is right. I'm not going to force yeah. you to go back. I think it's cool. It's like he knows that. I mean, this is also weird because this is like this is something jubilee would do like yeah. jubilee is a character who's always running away and like doesn't have parents and like that's why she and wolverine get along but in this version it's rogue which is weird but mm -hmm. fine i guess and like so we're supposed to buy that like rogue is this character who like doesn't doesn't have, have a, a family yet yeah. and like needs one but yeah and then the train starts going but for some reason they're gonna like somehow get off of it anyway later yeah yeah uh, Cyclops and Storm get to the train station, but they're too late because Magneto and the Brotherhood are already there. Right, but before Rough. we get to that point, we have to talk about uh, we have Bobby talking to some kid and like, oh, have you seen her anywhere? Oh, and right. They they make it very clear that Bobby was Mystique, like just in case. Because like you were he passed dumb. Right. To well, out. but he passes like this elevator, and then Bobby walks out of the elevator. That you know, yeah. There's two Bobby. And I want to know if it was like if it was like they shot it like with the same actor, or if they used his twin brother for that scene. I don't actually know the answer to that. Um, and then, I'm willing to bet it was the same actor. They yeah. don't want to like pay another. Guy I know, I know. Care. But then, so then Mystique goes down to Cerebro and puts that weird fucking liquid in Cerebro. Yeah, like that happens there. More you're like right, fake right. So she goes and sabotages stuff. Cerebro real quick with like, green on, bad liquid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so okay, then back to the state train station. Yeah. Uh, this is a fight scene where you would think that Storm would do something, but she no. doesn't. Instead, she gets like sexually threatened. Yeah, because uh, fucking animal man Sabretooth mm -hmm. walks up to her and like in he front goes, of the entire for train me. station, like starts strangling her and is like scream for me, which becomes like a dumb running gag that isn't cool or you know funny like at all. how how fun gags are all about like sexual predators. Don't you love it like women? when there's just like a movie that takes the one black woman and like sexualizes mm -hmm. her immediately. And also, like, doesn't let her do anything. Yeah. Anyway. Good stuff, Even though guys. she has, like, the coolest powers, obviously. She has the coolest power. And so, also, they, like, apparently didn't plan anything because then Toad immediately shows up and removes Cyclops' helmet. And, and Cyclops like, is ah! like, ah! And, like, blows, blows a hole through the ceiling. See, I, like, I always thought the scene is set up to, like, eyes, make the X-Men look like the bad guys. Scott? That's what I thought it was. Yeah. I thought they were trying to uh, frame it. So, because then... Storm shocks Sabretooth with this huge bolt of lightning from the ceiling. Right, so, like now that the roof is gone, she can use her powers. She's and like, like, perfect, uses thanks, a bolt Scott. Of lightning. Yeah, because nobody really sees Toad, and like Sabretooth is just strangling her. But these two characters just wildly like destroy the entire train station in seconds. Yeah, and so that's, I mean, it does make the X Men look like back. It just makes it look like these mutants are getting into a fight that endangers everyone around them, which they are, and mm -hmm. like that's how it looks, and that's that's always how Magneto's trying to make things look. Yeah. Wait, um, what the fuck? I just looked at my notes and it just says dash Wolverine sex scene. What am I talking about? Don't know. Oh, Ryan. You're probably talking about Magneto getting onto the train. I mean, I guess. And <laughs> immediately, like, 
approaching Wolverine in a way that is like weirdly sexual, possibly only to me. I don't know. Well, before there, you get, there was a vibe there. There's, there's a, a vibe. vibe. It. It's kind of kinky. You can make him do what he wants him to do. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think the more important part of the actual yep. story here is that he. They're all just sitting there, and suddenly the train's ripped apart, and people are fucking terrified because they're like, yeah. "What the fuck is happening?" The line, the the line that where Magneto comes out and he's like. Is that metal throughout your entire body? Yeah. Like, like, like when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, he means like, oh, I can control him." But now I'm like, "Is he talking about his dick?" Yeah, I know, yeah. right? <laughs> that was the first thing I See, thought. Of. I guess I was right. It is a sex scene. It's that line is really sexual. <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> he and also like Ian McKellen is like so playful with that line. Yeah, it's, I mean, really is that metal everywhere? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I want to take control. But then he's of like, that. I don't even care about yeah, you. It I turns don't... out I'm not here for you. And then it's like clear that he's there for Rogue and Rogue. So he like flings Wolverine into the back of the train and Rogue gets up and like runs to Wolverine and is like immediately taken down by a <laughs> Yeah, syringe. it's bad. I mean it's like what was like... that like a taser? I don't even know what it was. He, he, he throws he throws a syringe at her and injects it. It's a metal syringe Ow. so he uses his powers really? to do it. I've never um, been able to and, tell if it's this fucking syringe. He says something like young people yeah. which I was like yes. <laughs> I love him. I gotta admit I love that like the two major players are like older guys. Like, yeah. It's kind of fun. I also yeah. just love that know. it's like fucking Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. It's, they're so good. Great. Yeah. Okay, oh, because this is when Magneto has Rogue in a fucking body bag. And so he and Toad and Sabretooth are leaving the train station. Oh, yeah. And there's like roughly Pops. like the entire yes. like police like of Force. three different towns just sitting there. Yeah. And they all have their guns pointed. And Magneto has this line where he goes, oh, you homo sapiens and your guns, which is like mm-hmm. a, a still too Iconic. real. Yeah. It is too real. And like the whole Magneto disarmament thing, I mean, it's like the only part of X-Men Apocalypse that I did like is that Magneto tends to be like, I'm just going to take everyone's weapons. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to take them. Um. Anyway, meanwhile, also Xavier's there, like in a car. Yeah. Using his mind control powers to take over Sabretooth and Toad. Yeah, because and... he has the helmet on now. Magneto does. Yes. Yeah. Magneto has the helmet, so he can stop Charles's powers. So... Sabretooth starts like strangling Magneto and Magneto's like, oh, cool. Charles is here. My ex is here. That's great. <laughs> I love that. Um, he also says that line. He's like, if you kill me, Charles, they'll just, they'll prove to them that we need to pass that law and they'll have you in chains with the number burned into you. It's yeah. like all of his like Holocaust PTSD coming up. Um, yeah. Well, they do a really good job of like. He's got a good point. Though. Yeah. yeah. They like, do a good job of like justifying Magneto's stance. Yeah, exactly. I think so, yeah. I mean, meanwhile, all the cops have their guns pointed at them and everything. Yeah. And like. And he sandwiches cop cars on top of each other, which is pretty it's cool. Great. It's, it's great. Honestly, and so he like. He cocks all the rifles and pistols yeah. that the, the cops have. And so it's like, it seems like Magneto's about to kill all these cops, which in 2017, I was like, seems fine. But like, as a kid, I remember finding <laughs> this scene kind of scary. <laughs> like, now I'm just like, whatever. Well, fuck these people. We, we need less of those guys camps. walking around we shooting gotta stop people. Them. But anyway, so like, he he's about to kill one of the cops. And that's when Xavier caves, is because he realizes that Magneto is like willing to kill yeah. right and then and magneto is like, like you're never a... willing to make sacrifices yes. yeah and, and there's why. like that yeah. bullet like spitting on one of the guy's foreheads yeah and he's like mm-hmm. 
And that's how Magneto manages to get away with Rogue is because he's like, I'm willing to kill all these cops to get her. And Xavier isn't, so he has to let them go. Yeah. Yeah. And then it cuts back to the X-Mansion and Wolverine's throwing a hissy fit. He's like, you said they wanted me! And Xavier's like, I made a terrible mistake. And I'm like, classic Xavier, not doing like any fucking work at all. And he's like, hang on, hang on. Let's go check Cerebro. Yeah. (laughs) Well, but but, but first Senator Kelly shows up. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, like Wolverine is like, I'm going to go find Rogue. And Xavier's like, how are you going to find her? And Wolverine's like, just the old-fashioned way. I'm going to look. Yeah. I think that's it's from like, the, the pilot. Literally, how are you going to find her, though, dude? Like, how the fuck Daddy, are you going to find her? Is that from the pilot? Except when Jubilee's been kidnapped, he goes, I'm going to yeah. go find her the traditional yes. way by looking. Yeah. I think that's like mm-hmm. a direct quote. I think so, too. Um, anyway. Before they can even go, Senator Kelly shows up at their doorstep and he's still a jellyfish man. And he's like, hey, guys, <laughs> please help me. Tentacle. A lot of fucked up stuff's been happening. You be, I'm a jellyfish now. Uh, yo, I'm a scared. jellyfish. What's yeah. up? Oh, but before that happens, as Wolverine's about to storm out, Storm has like the only scene that she yeah, even has. Where she's in this like, fucking movie. you're with us or you're against us. And Wolverine's like, what? Am I supposed to be an X man? And she's like, <laughs> so kind of an X. <laughs> <laughs> at least i've chosen a side is like yeah. her only line yeah the whole movie. matters i guess i don't get to talk but i'm part of the group just three <laughs> lines in this that are all quotable because she only has three lines notable quotables yeah. and one of them is really bad yeah that was the one written yep. by joss whedon classic God. who oh. never wrote a bad thing ever again oh, never wait. perfect writer anyway <laughs> I just have Senator Kelly still kind of sucks in my notes. I don't remember why. Yeah, well, I wrote they that, have though. they have they like inspect him and and they're like he's like I came here and he's like and they're like because you thought a hospital would treat you like a mutant and it's yeah. like oh shit. and he's like yeah I honestly yeah honestly yes <laughs> and then they look at they look at him and they're like his oh he reads his he reads his mind and he looks at what happened oh yeah, yeah and that's Xavier how he finds out about figures Magneto. out about the machine and he and, and then the, he also figures out that the machine will kill uh, Magneto because it pretty much almost did the first time because we see the aftermath and Magneto like pries his hands away mm-hmm. um, and Mystique yeah. is like lifting him up as he's like collapsing this is also yeah. a great scene too that like really expresses like the guys i gotta powers. leave in like a little bit <laughs> all right sick. well we'll finish it without you if we have to <laughs> okay that would be funny um let's let's speed along then um okay so xavier he's we get to see xavier as senator kelly for a minute like he stands up and he's like walking over yeah. to the machine that's how he sees this he's shit. like in senator kelly's mind um so anyway they find out about the machine they figure out at that point like oh that's probably why he kidnapped rogue because yes. he can give his power to rogue and then sacrifice her which this is like the thing that i feel like is out of character for magneto in this movie that he would be willing to sacrifice a mutant's life like that doesn't seem. But he like does that again in do. in uh, Days of Future Past when he tries to kill. I know. Mystique. I just think it's like something weird about the movie version of Magneto yeah. that I feel where like wouldn't like, happen with it. the comic book version, where they make him more evil yeah. by having him also kill mutants sometimes. Right. Which historically he's not. He, he'll do whatever he can to protect mutants, even if he doesn't agree with them. Like yeah. he doesn't want to kill the X Men. He just wishes they would join him. And uh-huh. he's always willing to wait and be like, maybe they'll join me. Maybe I can mm. convince them. Magneto's but he'll kill humans. Right. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Anyway, I just think it's weird. But that's this is the movie version of Magneto. It's a little different. Right. He's he needs to be delineated as like, yeah, more of a villain. Right. More of an egomaniac villain. Um, and so then a bunch of shit happens like really fast. So basically they're like, okay, Senator Kelly's body is not sustaining this mutation. We don't know what's going to happen. There's a scene between Storm and Senator Kelly where 
she's watching over him for some reason. I really don't like how every female character is positioned as a caretaker in this movie, and like yeah. the male characters never are. And it's she has really to deal bad. with like this bigot like exploding all over her. Yeah. It's really gross. And she has to deal with the bigot like emotionally confessing to her, and since she's like the only black character, there's it's it's, like, it's really bad. Weird. But yeah. there's like a conversation here where he's like, "Do you fear humans?" And she goes, "Sometimes, yes." And he's like, do you hate them? And she's like, yes. Well, I'm afraid of them. And like, I was like with her. I was like, yeah, I would go be ahead too. and hate humans. I'm fucking yeah. afraid of humans fine. now too in 2017. I did like that instead of giving him a response line that's like, well, humans are afraid of mutants. Like I was worried that would be his line. But instead he says, I think you've got one less person to be afraid of. And right. then he explodes into water and dies basically. Right, yeah. pretty much. But she and has like, to like get covered in it. It's, it's like all this like gross. jellyfish goo. And then she comes running yeah. and has that other famous line where she just screams, Senator Kelly Senator is, dead. Kelly is dead. dead. And so Xavier's like, fuck this. I'm going to use Cerebro and find Magneto. But of course it's been poisoned. So then Xavier just like gets knocked out into like But a like coma. how? I don't, it's, I don't it's know. It's just like the juice they put in gets into his brain juice and it I makes him fucking, all crazy. Listen, I didn't build Cerebro. I can't tell you. That's true. That's a good point. And so, anyway, so Xavier like ends up sick for the rest of the movie and out of commission. Yeah, yeah. and we have Cyclops like sitting there being like, Cyclops is like, you know, if anything happens, I'll make sure to take care of them, but not doing that all real well because his girlfriend's already in the other room putting on Cerebro. <laughs> Screams and like finds but where she, Magneto is. she finds is. the information though. Yeah, she's yeah. the only person who fucking does that uses fucking Cerebro correctly. Like, come on. I know. Even though it's like clearly painful for her. So Jean is using Cerebro. She figures out that they're on Ellis Island and that they're on the Statue of Liberty and shit. So that's where they all have to go. Yeah. And, and they so- figure out it's because there's the big UN event where all the world yes. leaders are going to be coming together to talk about like world issues, including and possibly like mutants. mutants and the mutant registration act and all that shit right. is yeah. like, going to come up. And we have, and so we see Sabretooth and Toad like taking out all the guards in on this. Mm-hmm. Statue of I wrote down Mystique knows how to drive every possible type of transport. Oh my I mean, God. it's true. Like <laughs> Mystique is multi talented and multi person. Yeah. It's amazing. I love her. She's great. Oh my God. They're uh, gonna take over the Statue of Liberty. I think uh, she functions so much better as like a in and out character who's just like incredibly competent and sneaky. Oh, like yeah. it's really fun. She's I really like this portrayal of her. Yeah. I mean, this is way closer to what she's like in the comics. Rogue's, Rogue's yeah. on on a boat. It's not one of the two boats, but she's on a boat. <laughs> oh, it's too much. Shout out. <laughs> and, uh, shout out. So Rogue is kidnapped. Rogue is like asking Magneto, like, what the fuck the deal is and, and like are you why she me? has to die. Yeah. Um and Magneto's like like, don't worry about it. I'm a dick in this version. I don't give a shit for some reason. Well, he, a- I mean, and they do another very deliberate, like, uh, like humans are an oppressed minority by talking about Ellis Island and immigration and yes, what the Statue of Liberty represents. I actually really liked this, though, where he's talking about how he, like, Magneto's talking about how as a kid he saw the Statue of Liberty yeah. and he was like, I really believed America was going to be a better place. But yeah. it's not. It's not, worse. Bitch. Yeah, it's I'm, like, pumping here. my fist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm like, yeah, fucking, it's yeah. fine. And he also but meanwhile, sh- the X-Men are forming a plan to go to Ellis Island and they have this, like, fancy-schmancy HD metal thingy that shows them like models of different oh yeah Yeah, i don't know it's like something they were like look at us the cg we can do here it is it's fine and storm and gene and everybody are like so magneto doesn't know that his machine kills people which i i feel like that redeems him slightly yeah like he thinks he's just turning everybody into mutants he doesn't think that he thinks the only person he's killing is rogue and he's he's already apologized to her for doing that he's like i'm sorry i still think it's out of character but yeah yeah anyway it's also um, weird because they date in the comics. But we won't talk about that. 
What? Well, Rogue isn't the right <laughs> I was age. waiting for Marielle's reaction. <laughs> God. Anyway. Wow. Sexy. Um. So... Does he date Mystique in the comics? Because they have a weird like no. sexual thing. Going That's on. like a weird thing the movies invented. Mystique. Mystique dates a lot of people in the comics. Respect. I mean... Get it, girl. Yeah. 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 Mystique gets it. Uh. <laughs> so then the X Men have to put on their leather outfits and get in the jet and make a joke about yellow spandex fly on over in the x jet to ellis island and this is when wolverine answers a question that ryan and i have all the time in in the comics where he's like or cyclops answers the question where wolverine is like how the fuck are we getting past like radar and the air force with this jet and cyclops (laughs) is just like if they can find us then they deserve to take us down and so i guess we're supposed to believe that the x-men have developed some form of cloaking technology that that nobody else has and they also have they can't evade magneto because he can tell where metal is so as soon as the x get x jet gets there he's like there's an X jet here. Well, but yeah. they also see he also sees that Rogue is pulling in fog to give them cover. Uh, not Rogue. Um, Storm. Yeah, Storm Rogue's here now. Right, right. Rogue's but I, I think powers. he can tell where the jet is though, because I feel like why wouldn't he be able to? Right, it's a big chunk of metal. So the X Men go into the Statue of Liberty like gift shop. Mystique is there disguising herself as like a slightly smaller Statue of Liberty. Wolverine is like, somebody's here. Well, but first they all walk Sniffing through the around. they walk through the uh, metal detector and uh, we yeah. see each one of them go off and then it and it goes off for Wolverine and they're all like staring at him and he like claws it and destroys it and then flips Cyclops off with his cl- metal yes. claw. Iconic. It's a great, it's a great gifable moment. And, and so Scott they're, they're is into it. He around. likes the tension. He does. Building. He wants it. And he then wants it and this is okay, but this it. is this is where Mystique. Okay, so Wolverine walks away, then he walks back, and then he's like, "There's nobody over here." Goes but then, to attack Scott. Yeah, but then, but it's and, not him because then real Wolverine comes out and they like blow themselves into some there's, sort of closet, and then like sh- sh- shuts and locks the door. There's like an elevator or something that they get into, yeah. but like basically Mystique has transformed herself into Wolverine, and there's a Wolverine on Wolverine fight that is wonderful to watch, it's where like Hugh Jackman sexy. makes kissy faces at himself. I know, it's wonderful. Mystique, and they're fighting, and I think it's cool that the way that you can tell that it's not the wo- real Wolverine is that real one cuts the claws of Dude, the other so wait, one. Dude, so wait, does that mean she cut and off... she a, shrieks. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, and, like, does that mean we cut off a piece of Mystique's body? I wonder about that. And it's I think maybe painful. yes, but since she has a slight healing factor, which is established later because she's able to yeah. heal, but... Um, I would assume that her fingers can regenerate or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. but she, it definitely she, hurts. She her. has a healing factor; it's just really slow. But, but yeah, and then Toad pops out and just like literally beats all of them. And I made a note of like, how is God. he beating him? Is he? He's got it's so stupid. They're just okay, so standing this scene, there. Mary Ellen and I talked about this. I feel like Storm and Jean are so bad at fighting yeah. in this movie that it is it would never happen now. Like nowadays, yeah, there's we live a lot in a of mockery world of- where people people let women fight in sexy ways. But in this version, the women can't fight at all. Yeah. Like, at all. No. And, like, Jean and they just get fucking panicked. stands there. Right. And, like, Toad is, like, doing ballet at her to make fun of her. <laughs> and Jean, like, cannot respond. Like, she has no ability to fight but at all, which scared. is bullshit. Yeah. She's scared. And, like, then he, like, throws a cum shot on her face. And yeah. she's taken out of the fight for, like, 30 minutes. And just has to wander around struggling to get it off her face until her yes. boyfriend can help her. Right. Yeah, it's I insane. think it's suffocating her. And meanwhile, Storm her. can't do jack shit for, like, most she of the fight She gets thrown either. down an elevator shaft. 
Yeah. It's yeah. like really bad. She gets the shit kicked out of her. It's it's a lot. And like eventually Storm has her stupid comeuppance where she like creates a huge storm and like kills Toad, I guess. Well, yeah, she like, she like appears like out of but the elevator she and she comes out. She, he's like hanging out to the edge with like his tongue. Uh, uh, she's like, do you know what happens, what happens to, a toad to a toad when, when it's it gets struck, struck by, by lightning? lightning. Yeah. The same thing happens to everything else. Everybody knows this line. Yeah. It's terrible. This is the only I mean, time it takes away from movie, what would otherwise be a cool scene. Yeah. My favorite is that there's an interview with Joss Whedon where he's like, no, it was actually supposed to be really cool. It was the delivery that was off. And you're like, really, dude? Oh, okay. Like, really? really? Like, okay. I, I don't know how you envision this line working because I've tried to say it in other tones and like, I really don't know. <laughs> I, I like to imagine Ryan in his room saying this line over and over. I mean, that's probably <laughs> like true. A storm cosplay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Anyway, so then Mystique pretends to be Storm. Somehow Wolverine realizes it isn't Storm. He, well, I mean, there's the whole Wolverine on Wolverine battle that know. is really good. And he stabs Mystique. Yeah. And she's not dead. Don't worry, but it seems like she's dead. Uh, and when and she then, gets stabbed, she like trans goes through all her like prior transformations like real quick. Like she's like briefly Wolverine, Wolverine again, again or something. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I think yeah. she's briefly like Rogue's mom for a second there, if I remember correctly. It's kind of weird. Mm, Get I it? Because Mystique is Rogue's mom, yeah. or is she? We don't know. All right. Anyway, so then Magneto finally shows up, and he's like, "All right, everybody did a terrible job, so I'm just going to go ahead and set up <laughs> a saw-esque like torture yeah. mechanism where everybody is like glued to the wall with metal beams, and like Wolverine's claws are facing himself, and he can't." Yeah. He can't get out of it without stabbing himself and Cyclops' face is facing towards his girlfriend. We should like clarify this is in the head of the Statue of Liberty. They're like at yes, literally the top at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Magneto's just like, all right, you're all stuck here, idiots. Yeah. So and Scott opens his eyes, he blows up Gene, and that's bad. Yeah. And, and, and um, yeah, that's just how the movie ends. The Cyclops kills and... everyone. <laughs> Cyclops murders everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so also fucking what's his face? Sabretooth is there, like still making sexual comments at Storm. Yeah. I still really he hate says it. You still owe me a scream and he pets her face. You know what's weird is like, like what now that we're reviewing this, I it's like this whole like end battle scene is so fucking messy. It is. It really is. Like the rest of the, the pacing is like really good up into these like weird battle scenes well, and, and I don't this know. is this is really where you see a lot of like the the lack of technology come in like there's a oh, shot yeah. that's supposed to be cool with wolverine like twisting around on the crown <laughs> and it's just like I weird that shot yeah. it makes no sense so that happens next basically what happens is wolverine decides to stab himself to get out of his thing and so he does that he gets out of it he starts fighting Sabretooth. there's a really long fight on the head of the statue of liberty and it's like not meanwhile great. rogue is getting stabbed getting stabbed rogue getting is getting stabbed. strapped into the machine and uh, magneto's apologizing to her everything again well and wolverine hears rogue screaming so that's like his big motivation to like stab himself in the chest to get free yeah yes um and everybody else gets free it's not important how uh wolverine <laughs> fights saber and knocks him off into the other boats though there were two boats oh wow thank god Finally. i'm glad you know, that this movie had two boat. boats i'm glad that this movie influenced the dark well, Knight scott later. eventually gets the final shot in because like gene levitates scott's glasses and so he's able to look through them and shoot uh saber yeah great. Yeah, yes. pretty much. And then meanwhile, Magneto is starting the machine. He put Rogue into it. He apologizes to her and then transfers his powers to her. And then and she's like crying and sad. You're like, yeah, oh. yeah it's it's really sad. And yeah. so like 
that's all happening. And they're trying to figure out how to get over to the machine fast enough. The machine is on the torch at the Statue of Liberty and yeah. they're in the head. Yep. And so at first Cyclops is like, Storm, use your wind to fly me over there. And Storm is like, I have no ability to do that. Unlike in the cartoons or comics, I have no control over my powers at all. Oh. <laughs> and and Cyclops is like, that's fine, I guess. He's I'll like, just use cannon. my eye beams to shoot <laughs> things. But what if that kills them? And so for some reason, Wolverine is like, I'll fly over there. And like, that's acceptable. But I, not yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make that it. much sense but he goes over there and he like fights well, Magneto he's in like gene try to control my yeah ass. but i mean they could have done that with cyclops too but anyway cyclops yeah. is hanging back because he's gonna shoot them if they can't figure anything else out yeah, which of course they fucking can't because as soon as wolverine gets over there magneto uses his powers to right. stop wolverine from saving Rogue. Yeah, i don't so know wolverine what the plan was there, there but whatever completely immobilized and the only way they defeat this is by cyclops shooting magneto in the back right. with a quick blast yeah and that yeah. knocks him out but doesn't kill him well also jinky's not being like don't take the shot don't take the shot and cyclops know, eventually like, is like i'm just gonna just take the shot kill. like i'm well, just gonna do it because as she's doing that like the force field is growing and it's almost on yeah. the island the un people all see it and they're freaking out yeah i know and like all the humans think that like a bomb is i know they're running for their lives and like it's it's scary and meanwhile gene is like don't just wait a little bit honey <laughs> Anyway, so, so, so they after shoot- Magneto dies, well, doesn't die, uh, Wolverine and Rogue, Wolverine manages to save Rogue, but she seems to be dead. But he um, also takes out the machine. That's that Magneto is That's preventing. how he stops it. Yeah. 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 Um, and also Rogue has gotten her little white hair streak from this whole experience. Right. Also, yeah. after the radiation goes away, we see we get a shot of Jean looking like she got affected by it somehow. No. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, I don't that think was so. That was done intentionally. Like, that's, I don't know. <laughs> That's dumb. I don't know about that. <laughs> she should have her Dark Phoenix powers some other way. Yeah, I mean, get out of here. But don't worry about it. Well, they've already retconned how she got them like at least three times in the movie universe. So don't worry about yeah. it. But that that I was know. originally what they were doing there. Weird. That's really dumb. Anyway, so Wolverine tries to give his healing power to Rogue. And at first it seems like she's not responding. Like she's, like he's touching she's like her dead. skin and it's not working. And it's like a really sad, good scene where mm-hmm. he's like hugging her and I don't know. As a child, I was I shipped them, me which too, is disgusting which is gross, to me as an adult. And I'm so mad it about that now. Yeah, but I feel like it's. A, I feel like if you're a teenager, being like, "I wish Wolverine would save me," I think that's oh, fine. Yes. I mean, yeah, Especially that's what it was. Like a teen like, girl watching this, yeah. Wanted to I mean, Hugh I was there. I was like they can be together yeah. because he has a healing factor oh my god just be fine that's like 90 percent like, of the fan fiction i wrote back then i know oh and my it's god. because of this movie right. because like they're not really like a pair elsewhere at well, least not they, until this and they even say like that she has a crush on him which is like yeah. fine the for a teenage girl yeah. yeah so anyway he manages to save her it's like very romantic or paternal depending on i mean or just fucking weird i don't know but then wolverine you know. gets knocked out yet again and wakes up in the lab yet, <laughs> yet again, again. <laughs> Jean's the there yet again. Time. Yep. And he's like, and, and she's like, oh, I think she has a crush on you. And he's like, tell her my heart belongs to someone else. I made a note there. I was like, dude, you've known her for like two days. I know. I know. But they've been through so much, and Jean is pretty hot, so it's I fine. I mean, that's true. Yeah. It is fine. And Jean, like, is about to let him down easy, but he interrupts her and is like, how's Xavier? And I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, like, I that He too. knows that she's not interested, but he's just like, I just wanted to tell you I I'm was into you. I'm super into you. <laughs> it's, that's it. It's, it's fine. fine. You don't have to, like, make it a thing. Shut up. It's fine. 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, so Xavier's also fine. He finally wakes up from his coma or yeah, whatever. Yeah, everyone wakes up. I, I mean, yeah. every, it's like Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. except Jean's like waking but it, like, up. And, and it takes a while for Wolverine to wake up. Like he has wounds for a while. And so we're like, ooh, yeah. like what's going to happen? But then he's okay. Well, but she's checking. Yeah. She was checking. Oh, and I also like Jean, Jean says he, she, that rogue had some of Wolverine's personality traits for a little bit. Yes. I really like, want to know what hilarious. that was. I mean, like, I, I wanted to. Why did I think she like see got that. his personality? Yeah, I really. I think she was just like snotty too. and like withdrawn and stuff. I think that was. Yeah. Really that's funny. different from how she normally is in this well, movie. I like to imagine that she stole Cyclops's motorcycle for like a day. <laughs> it's like smoke. It's like smoking cigars. And I like think she was like hitting on Jean. That's what I thought was happening. So, oh yeah, she also was hitting on Jean. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's like exactly. Rogue would not stop sexually harassing me and like weirdly <laughs> hitting on Cyclops a lot. And everybody yeah. was like, "This is telling us a lot about Logan." <laughs> We suspected. I wish they anyway, hadn't cut all those scenes. Unfortunately, it would have been great. Yeah. Um, so last two scenes: Wolverine is leaving the mansion with his backpack because he's going to go on a quest to figure out what his deal is with Weapon X, etc. And Rogue runs over from the foosball table with her new teenage pals and is like, "You running again?" And they have their old palling around relationship yeah. again. And he That's gives like her Cassidy his necklace, his his dog tag, and to prove that he's going to come back. And he's like, I just have to figure some stuff out up north. <laughs> and then he leaves. He goes to a gay um, bar. Yeah, because because Xavier's like, we found this this place where a guy was, and we think it's a lead. Here you go. I don't Here know. You go. go see go the striker go guy. Go drive around. You can, know, take, you can take Cyclops' two. motorcycle again. Go for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the last scene is the chess scene. Best yes. scene in the movie. Best, most important scene. Um, they're playing. It's Magneto they're playing chess. Playing chess Magneto's and we can't like, see who it's with at first. Yeah, Magneto's like, you can't keep me in a plastic prison forever. And Xavier's like, maybe we could. I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna try. And, then, and and Eric is like, why do you keep visiting me? And and uh, he's like, don't ask questions for which you already know the answer. I like that line because it's like the writers just admitting they're gay. I know, pretty much. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, this but is then, before like, first class But then Magneto's happened. like, ah, you're looking for hope, aren't you? I'm still? looking for yeah. your dick. Magneto's Xavier. like, why do you keep hoping I'm going to take you back? Yeah. I'm not. And Xavier's like, you might. Yeah. I don't know. And we didn't play enough sexual metaphor chess. <laughs> Uh, and oh, then and then Xavier's like bye. Uh, and <laughs> That's then, at the end of the movie. Bye. And then Eric like knocks over the king of the chess set. Yes. So it's like, like very it's like a metaphor. Yeah. And that's, and that's the end of the movie. Then there's that's there's the credits. End. Great movie. It's so Yay. great. It made, it made me immediately want to watch X two. I didn't watch X two, but it did make me want to immediately put on X two. Oh. It's a good pairing. I X Men and X Move. Let's watch two movies the uh, this movie yeah, and maybe its you're sequel just, you're just too used to watching two movies so it could be well you'll yeah. have to it could be you'll but... just have to come back for x2 oh then i might be busy i don't know guys I might be busy. <laughs> this took forever this took a long time uh well thank you guys so much for letting me join in on on this experience i hope i add some insight uh yeah i have one question for you because the, the only thing we're keeping from the show is who do you think was gay in this movie the Oh, Scott Magneto. and oh, oh yeah, it's tough. It's a t- I mean, I guess Xavier it's and Magneto more are like the clear 
like gay relationship right. over co- the course of the entire film. Yeah. But but then you I have feel the like Scott, Scott and Logan Wolverine is yeah. like a cool a cool parent. There's there's definitely something there. I um, like but Wolverine. I I can't I don't think you could ever really match the Magneto um Xavier uh gay love. No, you, you can't. can't. But yeah. I do like Wolverine and Cyclops because like it's hot. <laughs> sure. So. And it makes sense. That's that's where I'm gonna go at. Also, that you know, hot scene between Jean Grey and Rogue as Wolverine. Yeah, <laughs> I was really happen. into that. <laughs> uh, it was weird. It was like kind of inappropriate. Yeah. But like, she's like wearing Wolverine cosplay. Oh my god! Why isn't that something that was in the film? Mm. Anyway, I guess I just want to say I thought this movie was really fun and it held up pretty well. Obviously, yeah. like i'm disappointed that it's more sexist and racist yeah, than i remember that's... but i expected it to be worse yeah so same same i still think I was, it's I was, like, better than surprised. some of the other x-men films for sure like i think i think the tone in this mystique is the best female character in the film she's mm-hmm. so good she's so good yeah way better than the j-law mystique like i, I gotta definitely say think that yeah. i mean we're gonna be watching all the live action x-men oh, wow. and it's gonna be very weird to Compare. watch the j-law iteration yeah when we get to it. yeah but like yeah. in three years from now yeah yeah when we get to it but it's it's just cool and it's it's really it was really fun to see how they set up this world and it was all downhill from here it, so i mean that's too it bad, is but... x2 is pretty good but then it's <laughs> x2 is pretty good and and there's there's obviously really fun moments in the other live action ones as well but the this was an incredibly strong start that obviously influenced like a lot of superhero movies from that point forward. Right. And mm-hmm. it was really fun to revisit. And it was it. weird. It's like a weird movie. Like, you know, like just like the sound effects and the music and all that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The clanging. The clanging, the metal cleaning. The clanging, the, the, two the CGI. Boats. The two boats. The two boats, which are the most important part of all. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, we did it. We Great. did it, guys. We made film. it through. It's three hours right. in. How did I really, this happen? I gotta go. I know. I gotta All go. Right, cool. Give us your Twitter. Well, Give us your Twitter and then leave. Oh, um, I, hey everybody. Um, my Twitter <laughs> is uh, at Mary Ellen Murr, and right now I think my display name is Scary Ellen Murder for Halloween. That's great. Uh, oh, it's and Halloween. check out, I actually co-host a podcast. Um, it's called <laughs> uh, Let's Watch Two Movies. We are on Twitter at Let's Watch Two. Uh, check it out. It's way better than this one. Sorry. Wow. Wow. Oh shit! <laughs> Just, that's I mean, that's because you're on it, so there's that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's almost as yeah. good as this. I mean, it's this episode is almost as good as that podcast because wow. of me. Right. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I guess like, if you like kind of like this show, then you can follow us on Twitter at the Mutant Ages, and also individually on Twitter, I'm at Minnie Myers, and I'm at Ryan Pagella. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Surprise. And Surprise. you can find everything else at atomicmoveproductions.com. Yeah, it was That's really it. It, was, it was really nice meeting you, Ryan. Yeah, uh, it was nice meeting you, know, you for the you first well. time ever. Yeah. I like I like learning a lot about your background <laughs> obsession. You know, you know, you know, Marilyn, nobody would even believe you because there's at least like three years worth of us doing video games on the YouTube I, previous okay. to this. <laughs> doing video games on doing video YouTube? games. Anyway, anyway, we have a sign off on this show. Oh, and it is. It's called. See you next time. You're watching one movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. Wait, let's watch two movies sign off. I didn't remember. Until next time. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, yeah, that's right. All right. It's so good. Good job, everyone. We did it. Follow us at AtomicBlueProductions.com. Or support us at patreon.com slash atomicblueproductions.